Hello and welcome to another episode of Fun Bearable. We are here at Best Video in Hamden, Connecticut for another franchise flashback episode. I am Brad Rohr. I am Late Fees Still Apply, Ray Harrington. <laughs> and I am Chuck. What other stuff is there for video stores? Rewind, you already did that. Yeah, be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. Stay in. Oh, boy. The quick, they call me the, <laughs> the quick draw. The, the, stay in. They call me the, the quick quipper. Quick quipper. <laughs> so how many pieces of pizza did you eat, Ray? I ate more than anybody. I, I don't know how I many. Feel I feel very guilty about count. that. Yeah. I, me too. They're, they're yeah. very narrow slices. They were uh, narrow. They're they were, narrow and, and thin. It's thin. It's a they're thin so pie. Thin, yeah. It's a thin pie. Mom, mom, mom. They're just they're, they're thin. thin <laughs> we uh we are working our way through the Saw franchise. Ugh. Last week's episode was Saw One through Saw Four. Today gives us Saw Five, Saw Six, Saw Three D, Jigsaw, and Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yes. Uh, and if it weren't for this lovely location, I would quit the podcast yeah. <laughs> right now. You didn't have to watch these movies, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You got off we late. And I don't have to listen to you tell me <laughs> that. You know what I mean? But here I am. But we have the, also we have the responsibility of educating. That's a lot more than the the, the responsibility of being how educated. F- how short would the video be if it just came up and it just said, don't do it, and it was over? You know what I mean? Yes. Short. Yeah, right. this is your brain this is your brain after watching nine Saw movies. I mean, they show a lot of brains in these They Saw do movies. show a lot yeah. of brain. They hang brain, is so, what I heard. Yes. Uh, but speaking of hanging brain, oh I want to just say really quickly, honestly, uh, a wonderful thank you to Best Video. Yes. The best. Uh, this truly is wonderful. Um, the shot that we have doesn't do this whole place justice. It's a... It's a Video store in 2023 with a cafe. I love it so much. They have like multiple walls dedicated just to movies by director, which makes me so happy. They have a sexploitation area. They have a sexploitation area. I pointed it out and you like moths to a flame. Came over it and was, fucked that uh, light bulb. Chuck had a slice of pizza, and then Ray said, "Oh, there's a sexploitation." Doink. And the pizza was still hanging in the yeah, air. Yeah, it was Chuck still was hovering gone. before yeah. it fell. Yeah, it was like an acme situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we are here at Best Video um, in the middle of the night. It's a rainy night. Perfect yep. time it to is. get into saw some spooks, horror movies. And I, I want to say too, Best Video, thank you. I am keeping track of the candy that I take from the front counter, and I will be, I will pay. I will pay for it. You know that I'm good for paying. You look right down the barrel of the camera. I will pay for the candy that I've taken, and I. I think it's. I would feel better if maybe my friends and co-hosts would also indulge, so that way it's not I, just me saying. I'm I, all I set took with candy. candy. I don't need any of it. I bought candy at a gas station on the way here. What did you have? Swedish Fish. They're right there. See the bag? It's not candy. He's the one. He's oh, the well, one. It's, not, it's not candy. What is it? <laughs> it's like a vitamin or something. I don't know. <laughs> <what it is. laughs> uh, vitamin. But no. I, sincerely, yeah. best, video. best video. So yes, wonderful. Thank you. And it, I said this in the first episode, but it feels it feels like that even more after we took a break between episodes to have some delicious pizza in this area. Uh, thank you, Paul and Joey, Gordon and Chris. You're thinking of Gordon because of Lawrence Gordon. Yeah. Paul and Danny. Eric? Eric? Paul and Derek? Yeah. Ray and Derek. Ray and Derek. Oh. 
Paul, Paul and Eddie. Paul and Eddie. Paul and Eddie. Thank you. And that's that's two names. Paul and Paul Eddie. And and Eddie. Eddie. Not, oh. not Paul and Eddie. <laughs> right? yeah, that's what I thought it was. Paul and Eddie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I really do feel like we're doing something that w- when I was a, a a teen would have thrilled me to no end. Right. Which is just like make an entire video store our hangout space for the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, we just heard a strange noise. <laughs> we did hear a, <laughs> a slight a clattering. It sounded like an ice machine, though. It sounded like somebody sneaking slightly stumbled into something. <laughs> it, it seems like there's a person in a pig mask yeah. who's going to syringe one or all three of us. So, hey, if this episode comes out and... At some point, it just goes black, and you hear like weird stuff. You only see flashes of light here and there. You know, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll say a lot of new metal in the background of Saw movies. Oh, if you, if yeah. you happen to hear some Chevelle, if yes. you happen to hear uh, it's like some not ooh some Disturbed. Mm, yes. Yeah. If if at any point in this episode, listener viewer, you happen to hear, <laughs> call nine one one. Yeah. Okay. None of us here are willingly and of our own volition getting down with any sickness. Nope. I want that um, known. I might. A, a, a little later on, uh, we're going to learn about a, a musician who appeared in one of the Saw movies. Oh, Garth Brooks. <laughs> Garth Sorry, Brooksaw. Chris Gaines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I think Garth Brooksaw takes it. Yeah. yeah. Garth, That's a good one. Garth Brooks wouldn't do it. Yeah. Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Uh, yeah. Garth Brooks was offer only. Yeah. Gar- <laughs> But Chris Gaines went into audition. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say, I, just going back to what you said, we are alone in the video store. They yeah. didn't tell us. We, we asked, you know, they've been very kind to us. We asked yeah. if we could come and film here again. We didn't realize they were going to let us be alone. And I was like, as soon as we finished, I'm like, we're just talking about movies we like in a video store. And there's pizzas waiting for us. And this is everything I ever wanted in my life. And, and I'm there's, happy a, about there's it. a whole shelf of sexploitation <laughs> DVDs. And no one's saying, don't look at that. And there's a big screen that could come down. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm just exploiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say to I'm just as much a victim as they are. <laughs> Those sexploitation things, like we saw one there that was like, uh, you know, it's all, it's a collection of video taken from the 40s before there was feature length triple X films. Right. Right. I just listened to a true crime podcast about uh, John, or was it John Holmes? Pete Holmes? John Holmes. No, not Pete Holmes. Not Pete Holmes, probably. No, but John Holmes, the porn star. Yeah. Who, from the 70s, who had a huge, huge, huge penis. Uh, Average. Uh, Oh, Brad, good for you. Wouldn't that be crazy if if Brad Brad. had a big dick? I don't. It would be amazing. (laughs) It really would. Like the most humble, huge cock I've ever seen. I I, I know it would be funny, but I want to get ahead of this rumor. No. (laughs) I just want to get it out there quick. Before any any internet sleuths get on this. Let's check check Snopes. Let's see what Snopes has to say. (laughs) Snopes. But uh, I will say it is weird. Those uh, sexploitation things like that collection of videos from the 40s. That's why I know about this stuff. Like there weren't porn films back then. Not until the uh, late 60s, early 70s did they go, let's go feature length. They used to be short things. Things like behind the green door. Yeah, it was just, it was like no audio, just people fucking. Because for as long as there has been uh, the ability to put images onto 
film. Right. There has been porn. It was like the horse getting all four hooves off the ground, and then they they panned the zoetrope, and it was people having sex. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everybody knows the first first porn theater, everybody got freaked out and ran out of the the cinema because they thought that the penis was coming through the screen. (laughs) That's that old story about the train. Yep. Hi, I'm Ray Harrington. I know film history. Uh, but I will say this. What's weird about that video is if we put that on and watched scintillating, titillating women from the 40s, right. mm-hmm. all I would be thinking about the entire time is like, oh, look at those dead women. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> look at yeah. those dead men and women having sex. Well, you know, everyone's going to have fun. doesn't matter if they're dead. They could be old and dead, you know? Just not in the film. No, no, thank you. All right. Well, you know, speaking of characters, we haven't gone to Saw Six yet. Yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of characters <laughs> who died oh, in a film no. and lived on. Speaking of film history, Abraham Lincoln. We're talking. Oh no, he died in a theater and lived, did not live on. Um, Chuck has prepared this cork board for us. Uh, we help us keep track of the players. Yep. Um, I, I mean, you know, so these people uh, still up here have not. Had an on-screen death, except for Jiggy. Jigsaw has, and Amanda has. Yeah. But, but why are they still up there? Uh, because they still have roles to play. Why are they still up there, Chuck and Brad? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say why that, are they I'll, still up I'll there? I'll say this. Jigsaw, as a character, at least makes an appearance, even in flashbacks. Yeah. You know, in one flashback, he's got a backwards hat, so he's undercover. Well, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. In, in, we'll talk about in, that when in, we get there. In, in one flashback, he has a soul patch. We'll talk about this when we get there. He has oh a lot of lives. God. Jigsaw has lived. Jigsaw was Fred Durst. <laughs> Jigsaw was a spin doctor. Um, it, it is. Did he say in one of the things when you started playing, it's like, it's just one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for you. Today. For you, Mr. You will find Durst. a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. You want to bust That'd be crazy if Fred face. Durst was caught. Oh, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, I uh, I have recaps of the films that we have culled from Wikipedia and Chuck edited, sometimes without my knowledge, uh, and I will read those. We will comment on them and educate Ray. We have to educate the uneducated, <clears throat> and also just want to say thank you for tuning in to our Saw franchise flashback part two. If you want to check out our Halloween franchise flashback that we did last year, it's up on our YouTube page or on our podcast feed. Go check it out. Yep. A lot of fun. We go through all the Halloween movies. There were 13 of those. Right? And we, we do other episodes that aren't this, so that are fun and they're good and they're <laughs> just a joy, bounty of bounty of delights. And sometimes it's, it's more about educating Ray. Because he wants, like he said, he's a student of film history. Yep. So he <laughs> needs to know about... The story. He doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want to walk into a room and have everyone make a joke about Saw Seven that's over his head. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't want to feel stupid. <laughs> I don't want to feel stupid when I read a film. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like Detective Hoffman. <laughs> when I everyone's like, Ugh. when I read a film. Yep. Right. As film as literature. Yes. When I read a film, what I often am thinking is like. What's the trap going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? The real, What's the trap going to be? The real trap is the friends you made Citizen along the way. Citizen Kane, some would argue that's the first Saw movie. Yeah. Citizen Kane. Yep. The trap that uh, Mr. Kane created for himself was his own life. Yep. His wealth. His wealth and his greed. Well, his avarice. A, yes. move, a movie as equally, equally as well respected in film history, Saw 5. Savvy. Dun, dun, dun. A convicted murderer wakes up chained to a table beneath a pendulum blade. 
He is told he can release himself by crushing his hands between two presses. So he's just doing the, the pit and the pendulum now? He is does this, He does so, but the game does not release him. Was Saw 5 uh, narrated by Vincent Price? Yes. Uh, the game was Hello. rigged. <laughs> yes, you're about to enter a, <laughs> a room full of traps, devices of your own demise created by yourself with your vice. <laughs> Uh, Chuck wrote, the blade Sorry. still so, so, bisects well, him. Make sure the radio understands what's happening. Okay. Yeah, he, he has to put his hands in to get crushed yep. uh, if, to release the pendulum blades. But, but he, he does, does it, it, and it doesn't release him. Right. Which, right. We, which we have seen. We've already previous, visited which already this. Happened We've already happened. So what's IV. going on? So what's going on? Yep. We're trying to figure this out. It is revealed someone is watching through a hole in the wall. Mm, wall we go back to the end of Saw 4. FBI agent Peter Strom escapes from the room he was locked in. He is then attacked by a figure in a pig mask and wakes up with his head sealed in a box, being quickly filled with water. Outside, water box. Oh, the thing I hate the most. <laughs> outside, Hoffman saves a little girl, the daughter of Jeff from Saw Three and Four. Remember Corbett, that guy? Yeah. And appears to be a hero. He says they are the only survivors. However, Strom takes a pen from his pocket and gives himself an emergency tracheotomy to survive his saw trap and is brought out alive as well, much to Hoffman's shock. If we remember, uh, yeah. at the end of 4, Hoffman was revealed as the new apprentice. That's right, yes. So he doesn't want Strom yeah. to, 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 fill, to know Everybody it. knows these names, yes. Hoffman and Strom. Hoff All these are very easy. <laughs> yes. That's, these, and these are the two guys that look the same. Yeah, Hoffman and Strom. <laughs> They're my they lawyers. My lawyer. oh. <laughs> Art Blank is your so lawyer. I, like I like the idea that the doctor would tell Detective Strom, like, listen, it's a good thing you gave yourself that tracheotomy. We've got bad news. We can't take this off. You're going to have to live like this. Yeah. <laughs> With that big pen. We, ga we gave you a more permanent hole to breathe through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you got to have this tank of water <laughs> for life. They, they, he's like, is there anything you could do? Like, we could put in some goldfish. No, no, what he said was... <laughs> yeah, 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 he has yeah, to yeah. write it. Is there anything you could do? Yeah, yeah, right, we could right. put in some goldfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hoffman, for his work on the jigsaw case, is promoted, which is where we got that photo from. That's why he looks the way he does. That's his... <laughs> he looks so happy because he got promoted. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. He's Hoff probably saying, like, I'm going to catch jigsaw... He's tricking the town. He's saying, I'm not Jigsaw. I'm going to catch you. Why did he say that? <laughs> Gets shuffled away. He later finds a note in his office reading, I know who you are. He learns of Agent Perez's death, who had <sighs> Billy explode in her face. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yep. Uh, while on the phone. So Agent Perez has died off camera. Oh, okay. She's the one face full of shrapnel. Good for her. <clears throat> At the hospital, Strom tells Hoffman that Perez's last words were Detective Hoffman and questions Hoffman on how he escaped the plant. He's a little, Strom is a little bit suspicious of this man. Strom yeah. decides to uncover Hoffman's involvement with Jigsaw and steals case files of past <gasps> Jigsaw victim, victims to research them. Yes. Ooh, I smell flashbacks. <clears throat> In an underground sewer, five new Saw victims awaken with collars locked around their necks, connected by cables to a set of whirling, whistling saw blades <laughs> mounted on the wall behind them. <laughs> The keys to the collars are in individual glass boxes across the room. A videotape informs them that they are all connected and they must do the opposite of their instincts if they are all to survive the tests ahead of them. Four reach the keys and free themselves. One fails to retrieve a key and gets decapitated. Four, the four remain and move on to the next room. Back in the trap house. Yep. Yep. 
The second room is filled with explosives in the corner on a timer uh, and jars of jagged metal hanging above the room. There are three protected areas to be shielded from the pending explosion. They take a bat, they break the glass jars to get the keys to let themselves in the safe spaces. And in the ensuing cacophony, one victim dies and we are now down to three to move to the next room. Um, there's like a big metal grate, like a sewer grate. Oh, yes. But and, the, and then they need to climb in this concrete tube that will shield them. So, so it's not the trap? The thing you're thinking of is not the trap? It's the explosion that's the trap. This is just on the way. Um, flashback. It is revealed the opening pendulum saw trap actually did happen in the past. Okay. Not narrated by Vincent Price. Oh, because the camera panned over and it was a calendar on the wall. Yes. Jigsaw abducted Detective Hoffman after Hoffman set up the pendulum trap in order to kill his sister's murderer and frame Jigsaw for said murder. So he did that. He did that. As a copycat. As a copycat. Completely unrelated. And so Jigsaw was like, hey, hey, you not only did you steal my trap idea, but then you didn't even live up to my my legacy of saying you can get out of it. So Jigsaw is not not happy with Hoffman. Okay. Uh, But wants to work with him anyway. (laughs) Good. Great. How did no one make the connection between this dead criminal and the cop whose sister was murdered? Well, at least Strom is looking through folders and has an idea of what happened. Mm. In the third trap room, an electric circuit needs to pass through someone's body to open the door. There is a bathtub with some water in it. Two of the three victims throw the third into the bathtub and shock her. Uh, She dies... In fact, I think they kill her and then throw her body in, and her body completes the circuit. Uh, The two remain and move on to the next room. Meanwhile, Jigsaw... And they're like, I'm sure the next one will be totally fine for both of us. (laughs) Jigsaw's ex-wife, Jill... Jill Saw. Yep. Claims Strom is stalking her. Strom concludes that everyone was meant to die at the plant except for Hoffman. After Hoffman tells FBI boss Erickson... Chuck has a photo of him... This is the guy, he's the boss of the FBI. What the fuck? Errol Flynn? Why does he have that mustache? Uh, this is FBI. Why does he look FBI like a... FBI standard issue mustache. Why does he look like the ghost of a haunt? <laughs> like, he looks like a, 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 a waiter at the uh, at the hotel. Haunted, at the haunted in, mansion. <laughs> in uh, The Shining. Yeah, yes. yeah, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, does. Looks like a, he looks like a... Th- 30s waiter. You've always been here. Yeah. Jack. The yeah. Overlook Hotel? Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. That's what he looks like. Yeah, the bartender. Oh, uh, I'm just the guy that cleans up all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Hoffman tells Erickson about Strom's theory of a second jigsaw accomplice. Erickson has one of his agents track Strom's phone signal. So Erickson thinks it's Strom. Strom thinks it's Hoffman. We know it's Hoffman. I yep. Okay. In the fourth and final room for the new saw victims, the two remaining victims find a machine fitted with five saws and a beaker requiring ten pints of blood to open the final door. They realize all of the prior tests could have been completed without any deaths if they had worked together. Their selfishness was their downfall. They also figure out their connection. They were all involved in a building fire that killed eight people. The two final victims concede a truce and each slice an arm in the saws to provide the blood needed to open the final door. Following the Strom's cell phone signal, Erickson finds the phone and his own personnel file, both planted by Hoffman. 
can we go back to this like the moral of that story? Yes. yes. Uh, well, all right. I'm sorry because it's it's not written because it didn't seem important. But earlier you were talking about like uh, a planning and a zoning board and gentrification mm-hmm. in in the previous episode, and this was they wanted to build a stadium. I think this was this one, mm-hmm. uh, and so you have somebody there from city planning. Yeah. And she took bribes, and somebody there from yeah, a real yeah, estate yeah. company, and like it's all this, and it's all like. I think where Jigsaw's building used to be, something like it's some weird connection. Yeah. yeah. But there was like somebody from the city planning office. Well, Very similar to your idea. Yeah. Yep. It's also annoying though, because this idea of like you should have just worked together. Yep. Uh is kind of bullshit based on the way you described those traps to me. It's it's yeah, it's it's weird because the first trap you don't realize they could work together. The second one, it's like, oh, they had so much room to hide from that explosion. Like, I realized that watching it the first time. Yeah. But they were all scrambling, and they just were trying to get behind whatever that could protect them. Yeah. That they didn't think about that. Right. And then uh, what about the one where they have to connect the electric... If, if they had each stood in it, they would have each received a small shock. How do they know that? <laughs> if they're all working together, honestly, yep. the, if, we were, if the three of us were in that room... Yes. Yep. And it was, if all three of us stand in there and touch it, we'll get a little shock, but it won't kill us. Right. Would you know that? How would we know that? Would you know that? I, I don't think I would. One of, know, one even of the if people, we're the working... first one who got decapitated was like a fire investigator. Uh, right, right, yeah. yeah. It, it just it, It's irritating, though, because it's like, if we were in that situation, even if we had worked all together, there would be an assumption, I think, on all of our parts that they were going to kill one of us in each room. Yeah. Not not only that, but like whoever steps in that tubby and touches those wires is a dead guy. Yep. I think all, you know what the answer is. All three of us presumably should die in the tub together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. It right. would be like one of us volunteering. Right. To save the other two. That's the best That's case Brad. scenario. Brad says, "I'll do it." And then I, I, and then Ray goes. Like, I can't let you die alone. I'm going to also go with you. And so it's not just you sacrificing. And then I say, I can't let my, my friends. And then we go and we hold our hands and we're, and we're like, like uh, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, wait, this is, oh, it hurt. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, it just made us pee a little bit. Isn't that great? And both of you are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And then I touch both wires and kill myself. Yeah. Uh, no, it is, it is dumb, though. Like, the assumption of that is weird. He thought that maybe one of them was like a Sherlock. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a Moriarty looking for my Sherlock. <laughs> the problem is I keep taking morons and making them my assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I think the idea maybe is, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing because he frames it as like a moral decision. Like you're so selfish. Yep. You're just looking to save yourself. And he's kind of framing it like if you had talked to each other, each other we'd figure this out. There's no way for but you maybe to you know would. that for, yeah. the maybe electri- wouldn't. Yeah, for, like, for the electricity. That's yeah. wild. That's, that's, a legitimate, that's a legitimate criticism. You hear that, Jigsaw? I'm poking holes in your little plans, okay? I don't care. I'll tempt the shit out of this jigsaw fella, all right? More like frigsaw. Uh, you frig. Fal- hey, J- you, did, you frig. Oh, you Come frig. on, jigsaw. Come on out here, you frig. You, frig. you coward. You frig. frig. Come on, so- you frig. I always thought frig was so funny as a noun yeah. when you were nope. a kid. I'm not playing this stupid game, you frig. That's me in the, in a reverse bear yeah. trap. I'm like, I'm not doing this, you frig. You f- sick frig. Get off on this. I would spend the whole 10 minutes instead of clawing through whatever to get yep. the key out. 
I would spend 10 minutes being like, you're so sick. You're sick. you got a boner right now, you frig. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You got me in your trap so you can jerk off, you weird frig. Right? Like, I would do that the whole time. Brad seems like the type of person who grew up saying frig. Yeah, I think so. Did you say, like, I Only if he thinking. was really yeah. mad. You're thinking bozo? Yeah. yeah. Would you ever say frig? Yeah, probably. Like, like I don't give a frig, people would say. Mm, I don't know about that. Would you call someone a frig? Yeah, frig. I don't know that I used it a lot as a noun. I don't think, yeah, yeah it's not usually used as a noun. Uh, That's why it's funny. More would a you, participle. Would you perhaps say, hey, let's frig? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what yeah, I want. Oh, I'm going to frig you so hard. <laughs> yes. That was uh, my uh, merc. What know. the hell's going on? We were upstairs, friggin'. <laughs> Following Strom's cell phone signal, friggin'. FBI boss Erickson <laughs> finds the phone and his own personnel file, both planted by Hoffman. He also finds the two new Saw victims and calls for medical attention before putting out an APB on Strom as Erickson has and convinced himself <laughs> that Strom is Jigsaw's new successor. So Mean- Erickson thinks that Strom is the new one, but we were like, yeah. no, 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 that's not happening. Meanwhile, Strom follows Hoffman to a renovated house, possibly the house from Saw 2, and finds a tape. In the tape, Hoffman urges Strom to enter a scary saw trap box, a big glass coffin-sized box on, filled it. with broken glass. <laughs> Would you Come get on, in? It'll be cool. Would you get in? <laughs> so well, how's he talking him into it? What's the? It's, it's on the tape. It's basically get in there or it's die. Like, it's like it's basically like it's like you will get in this glass box or die. And Strom's like, I'm not getting in that box. You're gonna do a saw trap on me. Well, well or you're gonna die. Like that's basically he it. followed him in there, right? Well, well uh, we, we, getting... we don't we don't see we don't see Hoffman. Okay, but Strom showed up there looking for Hoffman. Yes, yes, yes. And he and he finds this. It's glass. not like he he was like he came to, right. yeah. and he's in a room, and it's like there's a bomb on the wall, and right. it'll blow up, and gas will come out and kill you. Yep. Yeah. Unless you get in the glass box, it's just a tape going. Get in the box. It's like get in the box, or you're gonna die. That's what he says. Yeah. So he goes, oh no. Well, he doesn't get in it. He doesn't get yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. Um, Strom stops short. He's, he hides behind the door. Hoffman comes in, sees the empty box. Strom attacks him. Hoffman gets thrown into the box and shuts it and smiles at him. Uh-oh. Can we change hoisted by your own petard to dismembered in your own jigsaw trap? It's a weird, weird joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strom believes he has finally caught Hoffman. Yeah. But the door to the room suddenly uh-huh. shuts itself. And the walls begin to close in as the box is lowered beneath the floor. Ah, yes. Strom finishes playing the tape, which warns him if he does not enter the box, he will die and be framed as Jigsaw's apprentice. Ah. Safe inside the box, Hoffman watches as Strom unsuccessfully tries to escape the room and is crushed to death. Hoffman is lowered in the box. It doesn't show us where he goes, but I bet he's lowered into a cool room with video games and skateboards and Victoria's Secret catalogs and cool music playing. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Sorry. Frigwit. Frigwit. <laughs> yeah. Credits. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. I don't love Hoffman as a, as a neo-apprentice. Like I said, I did appreciate the ending of 3 and 4 dovetailing, mm-hmm. but the actual mechanics of... And then it shows you that this is the apprentice. I don't like this character. I'm not yeah. a fan. Amanda, great. Sure. Happy with that. I don't like Hoffman. Saw five is a fun ride, but I'm not excited that he's the bad guy. No, and also get in the box or you're gonna die. The second the our our protagonist yep. throws the antagonist in it because of what these movies are, it's yep. immediately just like and that was the only way to survive the room was to get into the glass box. Right. Yes. And of yeah. course that happened through 
wild machinations. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That... Well, it looks like my hydraulic press now is going to slowly lower me down into this secret little tunnel that I have. Yes. It's a sewer. It's Oh, it's the sewers where he uh, constructed the other crazy killings of Probably. those people. Sure. Uh, so now Strom has died on screen. Chuck, you can remove him from the board. Bye, Strom. Bye, ninth billing in a Dexter season guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Saw 5 is concluded. Yep. Saw is done. Now, Saw V. Saw, Saw 5, I, I guess it's memorable in the idea of like, oh, it's worked together. Like, these five people could have worked together, but like... But couldn't have. But, but <laughs> Right. But to me... Couldn't it was, have. Yeah, it was, it was like... It, it seemed like the idea of the traps cheapened. In a weird way, where it's like, oh, yeah. these people were linked by a fire that we didn't see. That didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think it affected anything that Jigsaw. Maybe like a building yeah, that it, Jigsaw. Yeah, it, it probably loosely, loosely was tied into him. I guess I wish, like the idea of on paper, the conclusion of if they weren't so selfish, they could have done this. I wish there was more pushing in that direction and stuff that yeah, was they, obvious. Yeah, there needed to be, you know, from what it sounds like, there needed to be way more stuff kind of laying that groundwork yeah. so you could do that. Uh, it just it feels sloppy. This this reeks of a fifth entry to a non franchise movie. You know, and I mean? good thing we have six coming up. Though. And I'll say I'll say you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, maybe there was more clues that they could all work together. Um, and I think that there are a couple times where it's like do the opposite of your instincts or you know don't just protect yourself or whatever. But yeah. I do think that you're right. A lot of it was tough to tell. It wasn't like yeah. a clear person. It wasn't like people were blinded by their own selfishness. It was mechanics of life that most people don't know. Yeah. Also, like uh, you know, especially with that ele- electrocution one, it's it's as if whoever got in whatever protective area from the yep. explosion turns out that's what explodes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so if you just stood out here, you would have been fine. Yeah. Te- technically, okay. Technically, it's it's interesting because really, what we're dealing with are three different jigsaws. Yeah, and the first jigsaw doesn't lie, and he and he does say things that are like misleading, but maybe, but he never lies. He never would say, he never would let that happen. Yeah. However, the other two jigsaws would. Yeah, you know we've we've they've right, both been right, proven yeah. to just yeah. lie about their games. Yeah, so there's also that two to, out of three jigsaws. Yeah, that's that ain't bad. Suck. Oh. Yep. Saw. You hear six. that, you frig? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> saw six or saw v. Um. Saw vi. No, mm-hmm. see, saw vi. Yeah. Saw vi. Oh, okay. Now I see what you're saying. Predatory lenders are locked in head harnesses. <laughs> as soon as we said predatory lenders, with look, I hate predatory. I hate predatory lenders. But was, <laughs> but is the I hate new predatory lenders? I do. I hate like those check cashing places. They fucking. Suck. I, I actually think that this the message of this one is one of the best messages. Well, I was gonna say what it, like it just the, the the way it opens is like. Did John Oliver write this fucking screenplay? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I know. I I agree with you. Uh, Locked in head harnesses with screws aimed at their temples, and they have one minute to each cut flesh from their bodies and weigh the scale in their favor to survive. The The game is observed by Hoffman, who has just escaped from the trap that killed Strom. He uses Strom's severed hand to plant his fingerprints at the scene. Uh, And it's just like a, a a nice thing of... You know, the woman cuts off like her, her arm at her elbow, gives her the win. She will come back later, just like in an ancillary scene in a future film. Um, but continuity. I, it's I just, appreciate it's, it. It's tough because it's like uh, 
these little threads of like this is why they tie together and and you know coming from the next yeah. movie and stuff like that like this one imagine if you go see saw six where you're like i saw saw i didn't really watch the sequels and stuff this new right. one's coming out yeah i'll go see it yep. you know my friend wants to see it He's oh you would be lost them. that's what's tough yeah you're like Who's this guy? Why does he have that hand? What yeah. are they doing? Yeah. Yep. Um, no, they, they, I mean, they do show you what happened in the last one to keep you up to speed. Yeah. But it's still like, wait a minute, that's not even the person I remember as Jigsaw. Yeah. yeah. They don't give you the whole... Where's the guy? Yeah. I know. Where's I that mean, little doll? You wait, know or I mean? is it a little person? Or was it a little person? <laughs> Where's that frig with the little doll? <laughs> Where's the little frig? Where's he? Where's the Ooh, little there's frig? that little frig. Oh my god! So... Is that little frig riding around? He's in this so... one. <laughs> so scary. Look at that little frig riding around. Ooh, that's so scary. <laughs> I'm thinking of Billy that's on the scary. trench called the little frig. That's scary little frig. Get out of here, you scary little frig. <laughs> if he came after me, I would just say, get out of here, you scary, scary little, little frig. frig. I'd kick him over. <laughs> I think it's funny because this is... <laughs> <Thumbtacks. laughs> you could taste your own medicine, you little frig. <laughs> I gave that little frig a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's tough that I think about a lot from the point of view of storytelling yeah. is... To call Saw Six storytelling. Sorry, storytelling in the film world. Um, I know. I do think. I mean, you know, we deal with um, not only this kind of sequelitis <laughs> in the in the world of like horror. Yeah, but like we all love the Fast and Furious movies. Sure. And then there's like you know the Avengers world, the DC universe world, and like there's different movies that play with this world of like. These continuing story where it's like you kind of have to balance this thing of do we cater to people who might come see this that haven't seen everything sure. we've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's like a really weird balance. I think that's one of the reasons that Marvel did so well for so long mm -hmm. is that they let their stories exist kind of like in a world where like my dad can go see a random one and be like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. But it is tough because then you don't get to really keep building the story further out. I know, but they're building the story further out, and it sucks. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just weird. Here's my thing. I think it's interesting where it's like, uh, guys, you don't have to have the movies immediately follow the last one. I know, I know. Yeah. It could be years later. It could be a year later. It well, could be a get, month later. We, we eventually get to that. I know, but for right. the sixth one in a row, right. we're like, well, and, and then came out, this guy like, just walked out of that old building. <laughs> they Remember? came out a year apart. It's very Terry Goodkind, Sword of Truth series. I, I feel like... Um, I three feel, people. I feel like part of... Uh, Part of their thing is like, let's make it a story that continues. And part of me respects that. And I don't, I don't know exactly how you guys feel about this, but like, I do look at like there being like those like late 70s, early 80s, whatever, Friday the 13th, Halloween, all that stuff, and how disjointed that was. Mm -hmm. And I do respect going in the other direction and being like, well, let's make everyone matter. You know, because like in Friday the 13th, we were talking about last night on the phone, the six or seven new campers are yeah. just disposable nobodies. Sure. And there's also like a weakness to that. And so with this, it's like, and then, then the question is, can you actually make this continue? And like we said in the last episode, what happens when your villain is a 60-year-old cancer-ridden yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. guy, which is tough. Yeah, yeah I know. And especially if you're like, we're not going to go supernatural. So what are we going to do? We're going to stick with people. It's very, I think it's, it's a tall order. And I like the idea of prioritizing continuing the world. But I totally understand what you're talking yeah. about. It's, yeah. I know. All right. 
Um, I'm glad you got so much laughter out of Frigg because you're about to roll your eyes. FBI agents Erickson and Lindsay Perez, whose survival was concealed by Erickson for her protection, investigate the killings. She did not die. I will say, I will say, they do tell, the only person that you find it out from is Hoffman is told, Uh and he is kind of looked at as like, is he part of this? So it does make sense. Yeah. I think it does make sense. It's just a, a weird way to be like, oh, she'll do this one. Yeah. She was doing a different movie. Uh, when when five <laughs> was shot, I'm not even kidding. I guarantee you, that actress was doing a different movie yep. when five was shot, and so they wrote her out of it. Yep. And then she was available for six, and they, so they yep. brought her back. Yep. If you want my opinion, I bet they didn't think they were going to bring her back at all. Okay. I think they just kind of were like, whatever. And then when they were writing six, they're like, did this person die? They're like, well, the only person that thought that was him. What if I thought it was? I think it's Maybe. that. Yeah. Either way, it's not great. Um, they're they're doing an <laughs> autopsy on one of the predatory lender uh, guys and it's revealed that the blade used to cut the puzzle piece from his remains is the same blade used years earlier on the pendulum trap where Hoffman impersonated Jigsaw. Hoffman learns this at the same time as everyone else and seems surprised that forensic science has advanced so far. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you couldn't tell that came from the same type of knife? Like he, yeah. And I'm like, I know that. I'm not a cop. Um, Perez and Erickson reopen the investigation and analyze evidence. Hoffman arrives at Jill Jigsaw's clinic and demands she give him the envelopes from the inheritance box she received from Jigsaw. Remember Jigsaw's inheritance the box? box. <laughs> you never see what's in. <laughs> she gives him five envelopes, numbered one through five, containing photographs of the next game's subjects. So Hoffman's like, I got to continue this work. We got to get to work, Jill. You know that you know that I'm Jigsaw's apprentice. I got to get the next five victims. In this movie, and he took pictures of them. And well in advance. Put them all in numbered, numbered envelopes. envelopes. Yep. Attorney-client privilege. Art blank. In this movie... <laughs> Art blank. In this movie... Blank law. The game is based around health insurance executive William Easton. This... I think that this is a good story. I like... I like the message here. I think it's fun that they tried to do this. And his associates, whose company's dubious business policies consistently turned down their clients' coverage for medical treatment. He's the head of an insurance company. Here we go, yes, yes. After Hoffman abducts them to an abandoned zoo, and Easton awakes with four bombs attached to his limbs. He is told that his family will be killed if he doesn't complete the game. Easton and his janitor, Hank, who is a smoker, are suspended in chains with large metal vices that will crush their bodies each time they breathe into their oxygen masks. The vice kills Hank. Easton survives, and one of his bombs is detached. Easton proceeds on. So that was, you know, you've denied people coverage for smoking. Right. Now, what about your buddy Hank? He's dead now. I denied him his life. And, And Easton's like... I he was my janitor. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, it was, no, it was, he's he's sad. He he's, is. He's very sad. But I thought that he yes. was supposed <laughs> to be a bad. He's, he's, he's happy to be alive. Bad. I thought <laughs> this this seems rife for a uh, you know businessman bad kind of story. Businessman businessman good. Well well that businessman business bad. Hard. We see a flashback <laughs> of Easton denying a man his medical payments. Oh, oh. Oh, ensuring denied. his death. Ha, it's a, it's ha, a conversation, ha. and the guy's like, "I had oral surgery like thirty years ago. I need I need surgery for my heart. Like it's not the same." And the guy's like, "You lied on the form. You you left it out. You left off your oral surgery, so your form so, is denied." Yeah, this guy that we don't know is like, "You just killed me." 
So, so you're insuring my bus- death. Businessman, bad. Businessman, bad. Uh, the second test at an aquarium forces William to choose between saving the life of his middle-aged secretary, Addie, who has diabetes but also has a family, over his file clerk, Alan, living a disturbingly Brad life, Brad-like life without attachments or anyone other than a cat who would miss him. <laughs> he so chooses said- to save the family lady, and the Brad man hangs to death from a barbed wire noose. Ooh. Yep. Not, it's, I think uh, his, his, uh, his last words were like, you idiot, or something. Like, it's... What did it's what I would yell at Chuck. What did he do wrong? So ba- that's the thing. So it's more about Easton, I guess. They, they yeah. all, but, they, but they all work at the insurance company. So I technically, know, but it's still like yep. it's it's still like this whole idea of like <laughs> I do this so people can appreciate life. <laughs> yep. And it's like no, you're killing dozens of people uh, yeah. for one <laughs> shithead's fucking like oh i had an epiphany you, you're christmas caroling one guy yes. and wiping out wow. a bus full of people a jigsaw christmas carol yeah there you go ray is you're genius flying everything thank now. you <laughs> you just see scrooge with a candle like who's there who's there and then he bursts into flames yeah. and dies well, he was covered in yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. now did you uh, learn your lesson <laughs> no i burned to death <laughs> We have a. Did you think about it right before? No. <laughs> uh, you know what I was thinking? A little. Oh God! I'm on fire and dying. A it's John bit. Mulaney, by the way. Scrooge is played by John Mulaney. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that would be fun. That would be. Who's fun. there? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like a ghost or something, like something really scary, like my aunt Cheryl. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, nothing but a crumb of cheese. <laughs> nothing but a crumb of cheese. That's all you are. Yeah. We uh, we see uh, extremely attractive reporter Pamela Jenkins deliver a mysterious package to Jill Do Jigsaw. Do we have a picture of we Pamela? Don't. <laughs> we don't. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't find a good one. They were all low res. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll send you one. Yep. Um, we also see a flashback of Hoffman arguing with Amanda. I've seen that video on YouTube from the set of I Heart Huckabees. Mm-hmm. It's Dustin Hoffman <laughs> arguing with Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. No, she wasn't in that. No, she wasn't. no. Have you seen this video? I have not. No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and, and, Hoff. and, uh, it's not Hoffman. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Lily, 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 Lily Tomlin. Yeah, Lily Tomlin and the director. Yeah, uh, like they're really going at it. Going at it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. About yeah. what? Just making movie. a movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Uh, in real time, Jill well, Jigsaw... Think about how much we fucking scream and oh, fight yeah. right before the cameras roll. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Sometimes when if the cameras somebody leaked rolling. that stuff on YouTube, I Canceled. <laughs> uh, in real time, Jill Jigsaw delivers a videotape-sized package through a slot in a door, but we don't see who it goes to or what's in the package. Or... Who put it there? Wait, no, we did. Yeah, Jill. Jill Jigsaw. It was Jillian. Yeah. We see a flashback of William denying medical coverage... To Jigsaw oh, to cover cancer treatment. Damn. Not the best idea. Jigsaw monologues for quite a while in yeah. this scene <laughs> about oh, the that's power of her life and death. He finally got to be in one of the movies again. Yes, I'm sure he was very upset. Like, <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the bad. I'm, I'm basically. I'm Jigsaw. Like, I'm Superman, and you're not going to put me in this movie. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm Jigsaw. I'm uh, the saw that jigs. Later, in a boiler room, Easton survives another trap while getting another one of his employees killed, despite trying to help her. She had to crawl through like a, a maze with steam pipes, and he had to like pull a lever. But when he pulled a lever, steam blew on his arms, and so it was either oh, he was okay. getting burned or she was yeah, getting burned. Yeah, yeah. Then she mm-hmm. got up and she's like, "You got to get this collar off." 
and the key, I, it might have been inside his body, and so she was trying to stab him. She didn't survive. Uh, Easton's final right. test involves his six subordinates who all help him deny coverage, chained to a rotating merry-go-round where he is only able to save two of the six from a mounted shotgun. Who are you saving, Ray? Note, one of the six is... Oh, oh, you ready? He's never going to guess this. Take a guess. Hold on. Set it up again. His six employees from the insurance company. Yeah, his underlings. Who are you saving, Ray? They're on a They're on a carousel. Okay. Oh, like a shotgun's going to kill two of them. A lazy Susan. Uh, it's going it's to kill four of them. Four of them. He can, he can save two. Save two. But which two are you saving? Note, one of them is Eddie Winslow. Oh, Darius no. Darius McCrary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Winslow, no. Yeah. This is, this is from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, Urkel's in it. <laughs> uh, I didn't see Urkel there. I thought Urkel was... I thought we were... We, are we spoiling it right now? It's just the six people screaming like about why they should be allowed to live yeah, and yeah. the shotgun shooting and killing and four And one guy going, it's, I, I played Eddie, Eddie Winslow. I played Eddie <laughs> yes. Winslow. It's just the actor. It's the actor that's been <laughs> yeah, abducted. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievably. Eddie Winslow from Family Matters. <laughs> Unbelievably. Did you read any new good news in the newspaper page? <laughs> Love and tradition <laughs> in the grand design. Some, Some people say it's even harder to find. Where there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. Shotgun me in the all stomach. all I see. Is a towel of me, me and real lovers and not ever seem as the days go by. The big love in the family. Come on, piano solo. Do do boo boo boo. We can do a post if you want. Unbelievably, after he is shot and killed, Easton looks to the camera and says, "Did I do that?" <laughs> It's all Chuck's jokes. It is revealed. We got to cut all of that. I think uh, YouTube is just going to be like, yeah. shut it down. Yep. You know why? Because it was a pitch perfect oh, yeah. recreation. <laughs> they were like, this registered as the exact yeah. same yeah, the algorithm is going to come from. That's us. why I didn't do the piano solo. I got to save us from copyright law. It is revealed that all of these games are being viewed by a mother and her teenage son. Sick uh, frig. In a cage. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in a cage. There's a breaker box with live or die on it. A wall goes up. We don't know what that's gonna mean. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, we don't know if it we don't know if it, it applies. It turns out your son was dyslexic, and if you could only see the world through his eyes, <laughs> you would have flicked it down to die, and then you would live. That's not how dyslexia works. So we don't know if it applies to them. If it applies to someone I mean, else, we don't know. Yeah. In the cage opposite. This mother and teenage son, news journalist Pamela Jenkins. Pam Jenkins. Remember the cute news journalist? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> the news journalist. Wait, why was she involved in the beginning again? She uh, she was investigating the case, yeah, as an investigative oh, journalist yeah. would do, and then she yeah. delivered something to Jill, and we don't know what it was. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, live or die, blah, blah, blah. All right. During the game, Hoffman is called away by Erickson to the audio lab after obtaining the new videotape. They are, uh, Erickson is now aware of Strom's demise and confronts Hoffman after discovering the abnormalities found in Strom's fingerprints at the time of his death. Remember, because so, he used Strom's arm. Hmm. Yeah. He Strom-armed him. Yes. Yeah, that's 
I'll, d- I'll take it again. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you could say he really uh, strom-armed him. Wow. No, I'm kidding. We'll do the other. We'll do, yeah. keep the original one where you were really excited by my line. Yeah. <laughs> keep both, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you frig. Don't frig me on this. Don't, Don't frig, frig me, me over. The- <laughs> Live in the lab, the voice on the tape is unscrambled, and everyone hears it's Hoffman. Oh, I thought he it was is Frazier. revealed as the new Jigsaw. He uh, Hoffman kills Erickson, Perez. And an unnamed technician. Okay, just like just shoots him. Uh, I think he stabs him. him. Yeah, okay. so there's a struggle. Nothing clever though. No, no, no. Hoffman returns to the observation room and finds a photocopy of a letter Hoffman wrote to Amanda. Okay. This is the letter Amanda read in Saw Three. Oh, so remember three movies later. Yeah, it is. It reveals the night of Jill Jigsaw's miscarriage. Caused by Cecil the junkie, mm-hmm. Amanda was accompanying Cecil and urging him to rob the clinic. Hoffman used this knowledge to blackmail Amanda into killing the attractive doctor from Saw Three, which led to the deaths of the doctor, Amanda, and Jigsaw himself. Okay, hold on. Hold wow, on. really ties the past few movies together. He's confused. We gotta, we gotta, I know it's hard. There's too many names. Too many events. I get it. When uh, remember how Amanda was a junkie before Jigsaw? Greg, do that, do that gif I told you about. <laughs> do the meme. Remember how uh, Amanda was originally like a junkie before she worked with Jigsaw? Yes. She was working with Cecil. She urged him to rob Jill and okay. give the miscarriage of Jigsaw's baby, and he didn't know that. So Hoffman found that out, and he blackmailed her to kill that doctor mm-hmm. in Saw Three. That's why she turned on the doctor, okay. which led to the death of everybody. Yeah. So now Hoffman's the only Jigsaw left. What a frig. <laughs> or so we think. What a mind I should say, frig. I should say, we think he's the only jigsaw yeah, left. Yeah. <laughs> this letter was found by reporter Pamela and given to Jill Jigsaw, who then uses it to ambush Hoffman. Jill reveals there was a sixth envelope in her inheritance box from Jigsaw, <laughs> which contains Hoffman's photo, indicating it's time for his game. She restrains him and locks a reverse bear trap to his head, <laughs> posthumously fulfilling Jigsaw's will to test Hoffman after his death. So. Back at the abandoned zoo, Easton reaches the end of the path and enters the cage where he sees the mother and son on one side. Hold on, Eddie Winslow died, I forgot. Yep, shot in the stomach. Easton reaches the end of his path and enters the cages where he sees the mother and son in one cage and reporter Pamela in the other. He immediately reunites with Pamela, his sister. That's his family. Whoa. We thought it was the mom and son. He is not married to the woman like the movie led us to believe. He is confronted by the mother and son, who are the widow and son of Harold, the former client that confronted Easton earlier. We didn't name him on purpose because we didn't want to make him too important, so we could trick you just like soft wow. six told us. <laughs> What? Whoa. Wait, what? Also, we blew right past it with Eddie Winslow dying. Yeah. I have to do this. I'm legally required. Yep. And then Jigsaw said, did I do that? That's all I needed to do. Good. Um, That's it. It was legally required. Yes. Mm -hmm. The former blah, blah, blah. All right. Jigsaw's videotape informs the mother and son to decide Easton's fate by using the lever in their cell connected to tanks of hydrofluoric acid. As Easton and Pamela tried to persuade the family to let him live, the son pulls the lever, releasing a platform of needles 
that kills Easton by injecting acid into his body. Meanwhile, Jill exits the room containing, containing Hoffman and his reverse bear trap. Mm-hmm. Hoffman escapes his wrist restraints. He escapes from the trap by sticking the jaws of the trap into a broken window with metal bars where the horizontal bars prevent the trap from killing him as it activates. It was pretty, it was pretty clever. That While was pretty he good. sustains an injury to his right cheek, Hoffman lives, and Jill Jigsaw is in for a fright. Credits. So, I love the, I like the insurance company angle and taking sure. all of that stuff and flipping it around and making sure you're like, oh yeah, well you like to do this? How about this? How yeah. like that? Yeah. Again, not a fan of Hoffman. Don't love the the playing with Perez and all the, that kind of stuff, but I did like in general the family twist where it's like, it seems like it's going to be this, this. I think the insurance thing. It's tough though because it's almost like as the writer, director, whatever, you have the responsibility of coming up with the general game of the movie and mm-hmm. how that's going to go. Yeah. But then you're dealing with this, like, these infighting between the jigsaws. Yeah. The jigsaw yeah. family, which is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, a movie like this, what you want is, is like, a very streamlined story. That's what yeah. I, Truly. I, I wonder... Well, I mean, there's two questions I have. One is like, where does Jigsaw get all these things that no one questions him about all this hydrochloric acid? Like you, you said one time when you saw him, you said, "Where does he get those these wonderful, wonderful toys?" toys. Yes. Uh, yeah. But the other thing is like, I think you're right, but I wonder how you could keep it that minimal. It's just very tough. I mean, you have a bad man, bad man, which is like a jigsaw. Yeah, and then you have a handful of people get out of their shit like just deal with it and then you it, like a slasher you have like the last girl you have the survivor mm-hmm. yeah have a moment at the end did i get him oh boy maybe i, I was maybe kinda, i got him i was wondering like you know we, i was just talking about the idea that it used to be these slashers that were more like less story-based and i wonder if the demands of like the audience of the past 20 years versus you know 20 years before that, I wonder if it demands more story. I think with something like this, because the first movie had some twists and turns plot-wise in terms of who was connected and why, Yeah, they gravitate towards that. And I do think there's a, an element of like, well, we don't want to just photocopy. Right. We don't want to just do same bad guy, new victims. Mm-hmm. So let's create this... You know, intrigue. Let's create some thriller moments yeah. in this. Ooh, what's it going to be? How's this going to work? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for there's, sure. There's a, there's a mythology that goes throughout it, right. in addition to... And you've set it up where your your lead villain, the jigsaw of this thing, yeah. is dead and gone. Yes. And it's just a series of people trying to take over. Yep. No one will because no audience is going to get behind like anyone right. other than the guy, basically. You know uh, what? Maybe maybe Amanda, maybe killing Amanda was a big mistake because she yes. was in the first one. Because you could have her take over. And you know what else? In the first one, her role is the person who did feel saved by Jigsaw. Right. So it's not even a reach. Right. It makes sense. You know what I mean? And, yeah. then, uh, and then you have another ultimate issue here with not having a singular bad guy to deal with. Right. Right. Or two people, whatever it is. Right. You can't have as many scenes like in the first movie, uh, when the photographer is in his apartment going through and snapping photos and just seeing a flash of yep. the room. Mm-hmm. You can't do much of that because you can't do it with a uh, frail old man who's now dead. Right. right. You can't do it with Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh because she's a woman. 
She can't do it. She's not strong enough. Well, some of them, they're like, I uh, won't believe it. Like, she couldn't lift this person up. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you don't have that one person the way you would in a slasher flick like a like a Jason or a Freddy or something where it's like they're going to go go get them they're yeah. going to go after them right, you know? right. michael myers is going to hunt these people down and kill them it's it's interesting because like i'm sure that someone that is like a professor of horror has like an actual what there there's <laughs> isn't that a thing no i assume a so a professor of horror <laughs> i'm sure there is on some like local access channel well, somewhere i guess professor a, horror well here's what, here's what I'm, I'm thinking of the fact that when i went to school for film we did have um basically a class that was all about movies that uh in that were basically based around bad behavior or mm -hmm. based around people that were exhibiting bad behavior but they were protagonists stuff like that and you got to think that in like a film history world like let's say you're going to like film school for like history there probably is some classes that focus specifically on the horror genre and i wonder how they talk about you know movies that were made in the 40s 50s 60s 70s that were in this area mm -hmm. and went towards this and the trend went towards this yep. and why that happened and you know what i mean you know the only way to find out is to get as a guest dr scary phd <laughs> <laughs> dr spook dr spook <laughs> spook scary <laughs> i don't know if i like that word there. Saw historically. 3D. So Saw 3D is not Saw 3. It's you're thinking not of, Saw 3. You're thinking no. of Friday the 13th 3, which is 3D. Yes. This is Saw 7, which is Saw 3D. Yes. Texas Chainsaw 3D Easy. is yep. 6, I think. Okay. Right? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> All right. Oh, man. So right. many traps are going to go right was, out at you. Was Jaws 3 3D? Yes. Jaws 3 people, 0. Saw 3D. Flashback. We open with flashback to just after Saw 1. Dr. Lawrence Gordon, played by Gary Elwes, has just cut off his foot and is crawling away from the initial Saw bathroom. He, uses, he now looks 10 years older. He uses a steam pipe to cauterize his ankle nub. He, oh, so he's not going to bleed out. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, see, Rave's behind this series. And now I got a cool peg leg. <laughs> like the idea that a tech, character tech, makes tech, one tech. decision that you nod at. Yeah, <laughs> I, loves this guy. Loves I, I will also say, I, th I think we printed another picture of Carrie Ellis to see him ten years later. Well, yeah, we don't have to bring that up. All right, sometime later, we don't know how much time later. <laughs> another, an, you'll see. Another game takes place in public, like in a city square in an enclosed. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's whatever. The logistics break the immersion for me. Involves a love triangle between two men, one of whom is named Brad, and their <laughs> Chuck wrote betrothed. <laughs> I thought that just meant a girl you like. Nope. No. <laughs> the men have 60 seconds to shove saws into their opponent to, to save their beloved and themselves. The men realize she has betrayed them. They form a truce and allow the apple of their eyes to be bisected. <laughs> Interesting way of phrasing that. Um, she was hanging up there. They were pushing the saws back and forth. They're like, wait, she, she's the bad one. And the saw just cut her in half. And yeah, they basically had to like either like push it away from her, but it would cut one of them. And then they were like, wait, let's just leave it in the oh, middle. Yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was all in public. So people are like banging on the glass because it's yeah, the glass yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, you know. So somebody had time to go into a city square. Right, set and all this set up, up this. and get them in it. Yeah. Probably need a permit. Don't Elsewhere, look up here. 
Don't look up here. <laughs> it's Jigsaw with a hard hat. <laughs> what do you? Uh, it's what do Billy you? With it's a hard Billy with a hard hat. <laughs> Say, uh, look at that little construction frig. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown, what are you doing up there? Uh, w- weather experiment. <laughs> 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 from Back to the Future. It was Doc Brown all along. See, I, I and here's what's hard is like I do. I'm like I love Back to the Future two. I love Back to the Future three. Some people look at those movies the way that we might look at some of these Saw sequels. And those people are dumb frigs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to look to at frig. Back to the Future two and be like, oh, this is uncreative. I know. It's like, wait, what? I I know. Wait, believe me. Wait. I, know. I think it's because Back to the Future one. Is kind of his simplistic story. Yeah, I mean it's a, it it is an incredibly tight script. I, I talked about that. I, t- I talk. I I've blathered on about how tight the script is of Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, talked about it with uh, uh, the the guy Bob yeah. Gale who wrote it. Uh, My buddy Frank yeah. Five. Yes, he just went to see the Back to the Future musical, which I'm hearing is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and sitting in front of him. Was Bob Gale yeah. and Alan Silvestri? Oh man, wow. isn't that crazy? Talk about J and my P. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jizz in my pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. That's amazing. It was cool. Yeah. Elsewhere, Jill. Sorry, Jigs, sorry, Bob. A- <laughs> <laughs> we, I, 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 I interviewed Bob. I know. You know for my old podcast, we put it up on Fun. Yeah, Bearable, it's, on, it's on the feed. And now I'm talking about jizzing my pants. He's a big, <laughs> he's a big I'm time sorry. fun bear. Yeah, so he, he is a he, he is a fun it. bear. He gets it. Yeah. Oh, he sends me messages a lot. I don't yeah. share them because it's not. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but they're not a hundred percent. Are they a cease and something? I don't remember what the second word was. I can't remember. He said something about like hate watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it still counts as a view. We appreciate hmm. it. Elsewhere, <laughs> Jill Jigsaw witnesses Mark Hoffman's escape from his trap and seeks help from the police. Yes. She offers to incriminate Hoffman in exchange for protection and immunity. The detective she talks to, Detective Gibson, Agent Gibson, is the worst actor in oh, this yeah. entire franchise. He is so bad. You know what's funny? So much of what you're telling me, I just realized I don't actually have to be here. I just realized I don't have to be well, yeah, here. We, we, oh, I mean, we we like your uh, your clever quips. Yeah, yeah. Quick and quips. I'm sure I'm sure you know some people out there are like, that's what I've been saying forever. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> what I just realized, though, is that all you need for this is you tell me these things. I'm not even here. Mm-hmm. And you just cut to that brief moment that's a gif that people use of Carrie Elways going, like, blinking yeah. unbel- <laughs> uh, incredulously. Yeah. This whole story just needs Carrie Elways blinking in disbelief at it. And well, he already is in it. Blinking that's what I'm bit. saying. Yeah. 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 Um. He all right. That's why he came back. I because he lo- he opened that bill and he went uh, blink 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 blink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Saw seven. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Chuck and I talked about the acting in this series uh, the other the other night, and he's like, "Yeah, I think kind of the bad acting is is some of the charm." And because honestly, five and six, I don't know if you remember the show Skins. Yes. That's what the acting quality is mm. for many of the actors. Well, yeah. one of the things that I really Again, would be interested to hear from a horror PhD. G- Gibson would be kicked off of skin. I would love to hear about the idea of intentional schlock or moments of intentional schlock being included in horror because I do think it's it has a role in some of this stuff. In one of the Friday the 13th movies, and I'm sure you remember this because you've watched them all and you like them, mm-hmm. isn't there one where it's like at the beginning they went with more comedy and he came in like 
uh, like James Bond and he threw the knife at the camera and it like we, it went down. In, I don't remember. In one of the openings of Friday the 13th, yeah. it's the scope following. Okay. I'm, a, I'm more of a nightmare man myself. <laughs> right, that's right. You love that. That's what the child psychologist told me. <laughs> yes. But he throws the knife at the camera and it does the bleed. Oh, and that's, then that's when, very silly. It, it's very silly. And when he, he bashes someone's head into a tree, no joke, this is going to sound like it's not real. And when the he guy falls down, there's a smiley face in the tree, like that's mushes face yeah, into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's that's, just that's like, that's very I think, silly. I know that in some movies there's like the like a little bit of intentional schlock, but it's hard for me as someone who makes things to think of a time when I'd where I'd be like, let's make this take really stupid. And yeah, yeah, over, yeah, yeah. I don't understand yeah, that. No, and also like schlock is one thing, but. This is this is veering towards or, or verging on like soap opera oh, drama. Yeah. yeah, that's you know what, what I think mean? of when yeah. I think of it. I think it. I think of Saw as like the soap opera horror series yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, also, like in most soap operas, Hoffman abducts a gang of white supremacists, one of whom is played by Brad the late Roar. Chester oh. Bennington of Lincoln Park. Okay. Uh, he puts them in a trap at an abandoned junkyard. It kills all of them. Skin, skins get, skin gets peeled. A woman's face is torn off. Uh-huh. Guy's limbs and lower jaw are removed. A guy's run over. Saw finally takes a stance against racism. <laughs> Cute. We are at a support meeting for Jigsaw survivors. We see a guy from Saw 5, the old secretary from Saw 6, the woman who cut off her forearm from the beginning of Saw 6. We also get a dramatic pan to reveal... That Carrie Elwes is out and about in the world. Would you saw off your own foot? As you wish. Oh. <laughs> that was my joke. That was that one was made. I like it. Um, running the meeting is Chuck's longtime friend, Sean Patrick Flannery. You're damn right. He's, SPF he's from a, Boondock Saints. He's a self-help guru who has achieved fame and fortune by writing a book about how he survived a jigsaw trap. The only problem is... No, he's not. The only problem is, it never happened. <gasps> I was right. I was just going to do a joke that it's it's SPF playing SPF, no. where he's like, hi, it's me, Sean Patrick Flannery, yep. from uh, the Chronicles of the Young Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Boondock Saints and Suicide Kings mm-hmm. and other things. I was a victim of Jigsaw, if you can believe it. And mm-hmm. it happened to me. And originally it was because I got so upset because my co-star from Boondock Saints, Norman Reedus, uh, received the role of Daryl yep. in The Walking Dead. Yep. And I remember thinking, a zombie show? No one's going to watch that. Huge. So huge. And I took a spinoff show of Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> That's a real thing, I think. I yeah. pulled it from the it's, ether. It's, it's I a real it show. I, I don't know where yeah. SPF... So this summer, I was supposed to interview him two different times. That's right. Where it got canceled. Yep. Um, but you're still friends. But we're still friends. We've never met or talked. He doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Right. But, but you're friends. I think so. You watch him when he sleeps. Well, here's the problem. Hoffman abducted SPF uh-huh. because he's a lying menace. Yeah. And SPF awakens in an abandoned psychiatric hospital and is informed by a jigsaw video he has one hour to save his wife, who has changed so, to... <coughs> sorry, 
life. (laughs) (laughs) She is chained to a steel platform that gradually pulls her down as SPF finishes each room. After escaping from a cage hanging over a floor of spikes, the most boring trap in the series. Meanwhile, Hoffman is hunting Jill Jigsaw. She's in a safe house. I cannot stress how bad this acting is. Here is some actual dialogue. I don't know if this is real. I think Brad might have made this up. He had a fever dream? This is... Oh, sorry, wet dream. This is Gibson to Jill in the safe house. And Gibson is... He's like, he's like you're, you're involved in this case. You, you helped Jigsaw. And she's like, I didn't help him, I swear. And he's like, yeah, you did. He looks like if you went to a bad wax museum. You know how you see pictures once in a while of like a bad wax figure of a celebrity? <laughs> yeah. It's like you went there and it's like, whoa, Ryan Gosling. And then you look at it and you're like, that's not Ryan Gosling at all. Yeah, right. That's Agent Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actual dialogue. Gibson to Jill. You're crazy. You know that? I knew you were crazy the minute I laid eyes on you. Crazy. Okay, this is what we're going to do, crazy. <laughs> that's actual dialogue from right. Saw 7. Sure? Yes. Can I, can I posit a theory? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. That scene happened, and let's do our own Saw-style flashback yeah. right before the scene took place. <laughs> yeah, I'd yep. love to. Uh, the director saying to the actor, now I just want you to kind of like play with this one okay (laughs) no specific lines but i want like basically the gist is here just you know improvise say the lines play together see how far it goes i'm not going to say cut you guys just play it out uh but for you like just like what you're thinking is she's crazy okay use that and go from there all right and by the way you're you have like no imagination whatsoever awesome yeah and action right and if that's what he went okay I think she's crazy. Yeah. All right, you're you're crazy. You know that? I I knew you were crazy since the <laughs> moment I laid eyes on you. Crazy. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Crazy. It is. Did I just say it exactly? Uh, yeah, very, 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 very close. close. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he then tells Jill not to worry. They're at a safe house. A safe house. No way is Hoffman gonna find you here. Two seconds he later. He can't hurt us anyway. If we tell him it's a safe house, two, it's like it's off limit. Two seconds later. <laughs> I'm on ghoul. A cop shows up with a DVD for Jill. Hoffman knows where she is. <laughs> <laughs> Brad said this part may have been played for comedy. Wait. I Say it again. Someone shows up with a DVD. With a DVD for Jill to play. Oh, oh, a DVD from Hoffman. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, Hoffman I knows got where confused. She is. Yeah. I thought for a second like this was like a Netflix tie-in nope. back before streamers, nope. where they were just like <laughs> she gets a delivery of of her Netflix yeah. DVDs. Yeah. That'd be good. Oh he, look, right, they came in. What if we were doing a horror movie? Yeah, and we were like, oh man, like our horror movie, like we we could only raise a hundred thousand dollars, which is a very small amount to make a movie. Man, it's gonna be so tight. Like I wish we had two hundred thousand. And then, like, like Netflix or something was like, if you put in this, uh-huh. if you put in this insanely over the top, super clear yeah. uh, advertisement for Netflix, right. we will give you a million dollars to make your movie. Uh, all right, let me check with the other guys. Hang on one second, okay? Guys, I just got us a million. <laughs> I just got us a million dollars. Do you put it in, or, and is, or is it too crazy? All we have to do we're, is uh, just like, well, yes, we're doing is it. Is do a, an artistic. Inclusion. <laughs> Got it. Of Netflix streaming DVDs. No problem. Wait. Just DVD say, service. Just say yes. Would you? Would you? What would you think? Would you do it? 
Uh, if we were shooting, if we were genuinely shooting a movie, this is why sellout is such a ridiculous term. Yes. Right? Yep. If we were genuinely shooting a movie and we had a hundred k for our budget, mm-hmm. and someone came to us and said they're going to give us a million if we just do a very over the top like insert for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Here's why. We're at a level where somebody says we're going to put a million dollars into yeah, this. We yeah. go. We'll fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right? We'll fuck you. Right? We'll like, fuck you. <laughs> Home Alone 2. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was doing. Uh, and, uh, the, like, it would be life-altering. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. The difference is when somebody's like... Hey, Lionsgate. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Zohan. Don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> or, hey, Jack and Jill. Yeah, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is going to give you a million dollars right. to make your movie. <laughs> and Sony goes... Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we have to do? They're already making a Dunkachino suit for Al Pacino. Yeah. They're just like, let's do it all right now. A million dollars. I'd have to rewatch Jack and Jill before I place judgment on the Al Pacino Dunkachino storyline. That's fine. Was it even in Jack and Jill? I think it was. Yeah. All right. Because he's a commercial guy in that movie. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I don't think Jack and Jill is a great movie, uh-huh. but perhaps the Pacino. But you're going to love it when we do franchise flash- flashback. <laughs> Fresh, fresh. <laughs> the Sa- Jill too. The Sandlerverse. <laughs> the Sandlerverse. Uh, Hoffman, <laughs> Hoffman wants Jill in exchange. He will stop the game. Jill is moved to the police station for safekeeping. Okay. Back to SPF and his traps. His publicist, lawyer, and other best friend, not Chuck, all knew about not his lies and aided him in fabricating a story. So they are all trapped with him in this asylum. It's such a clear picture from Boondocks. You're, you're all yeah. you're all guilty for having. I don't know, like not actively sabotaged your friend or relative's <laughs> life, yeah. regardless yeah. of if you were behind it or not. Despite SPF's efforts, all of them are killed in their respective traps, which have gotten boring by this point. Darn. SPF reunites with his wife. Unless you get out of those zip ties, I'm going to shoot your friend in the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny if Jigsaw was, he, he like Jigsaw. <laughs> You have eternal life. You're cured of your cancer, and yeah. you're going to live forever. He's like, this is amazing. I'm going to be true to a trap slide, you know, for the rest of my yeah. life. Ten years later, he's like, I don't know. What about like, yeah, maybe like thumbtacks in your condom? Yeah. <laughs> like he's just trying uh, to come up with stuff. Beat me at rummy, or I'll slit your wife's throat. What about? Can you? Can we make someone drink a bee? Is that? Can we drink bees? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. We don't make them drink the bees. We make them drink the honey. <laughs> then we release the bees. There you go. How about? But uh, excuse me, Mister Saw. Um, bees please, make honey. Please, Call me chick. Uh, <laughs> I'd I'll rather stick not. with Mister Saw. <laughs> Mister Saw. Um, the bees make the honey. They don't eat the honey. They're not attracted uh, to it. <laughs> okay. Wait, what's it? What's attracted to the honey then? A bears. bears? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> shit! Jig bear. What if oh, we? Uh, All right, new, new, new thought here. <laughs> Can we get a bear? <laughs> what if we put like, I don't know, kitty litter in his Christmas stocking, <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> he has a million apprentices. They just uh, hate it. <laughs> This guy is addicted to sex. <laughs> He's a sex addict. So what I was thinking, hear me out. What if he, what if he frigs to death? <laughs> what could he frig to death? What, what is that? And they're all they, frig, <laughs> frig to death. We're at work, June. He frigs saying- so much that he dies from it. 
hear it or hear me out. <laughs> I love it. SPF yeah. reunites with his wife after pulling out two of his own teeth to obtain the combination for the lock on the door to her room. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gibson. He makes that. Out, he makes out pretty easy, huh? Uh, he Just did. A, he did. Teeth? He did a bunch more stuff. We we, we, oh, okay. we pushed past it. Because oh, it was like not super important to the story. Yeah. You just didn't want any. You didn't want to hear about these bad, was, bad things happening to your sweet, my friend. sweet friend. Yeah. He's not my, yeah. I'm, I, if there's going to be a third Boondock Saint, it could be anybody, and I just want to make sure I don't get Wasn't myself. Wasn't there out already of the, a third Boondock Saint? Yeah, the dad. The fourth one though. Maybe. No, not the dad. The friend. Yeah, the best know. friend. The dad is definitely a saint. And then the dad was also a yeah. Boondock Saint. Gibson. Maybe I'll be the fifth saint. A lot of saints. Gibson so discovers saints. the location of SPF's game and sends a SWAT team, who were sealed in another room and killed by toxic gas. Hold on, hold on. And the fifth boondock saint is, and I'm like, come on, come on. And they're like, Detective Hoffman? And I was like, ah! <laughs> By the way, they really dropped the ball when they came out with boondock saints too. I... Which, hold on, real quick. I was at the screening thing. I told you guys about this, yes, right? Yeah, Bob yeah. Marley had me there, and SPF was there as well. Uh, th- what I, I wasn't going to say anything genuine about the movie, because I went to save my joke, and it started with, they dropped the ball in two, and you were like, well, hang on! <laughs> so you're ready to defend it. What I was simply going to say was they should have called it Toon Doc Saints. <laughs> it was such a shitty little joke. No, you were good. ready, like no, they. It was good, actually. I, I'd actually. Well, here's what I say. I'd like to give it another shot. Uh huh. The end. I remember. You know what I say? Frig me once. <laughs> Shame on you. Frig me once. Frig me twice. <laughs> Are for sure. <laughs> Freak me what? Finding Hoffman's command center, Detective Gibson realizes Hoffman has gained access to the police station during the games by being brought into the morgue in a body bag with the intention of finding Jill. That's a fun way to get into a morgue. It was. Before Gibson sure. can warn the rest of the station, they'll never check. He and the officers accompanying. He and the it's a body bag. Stop. This one's this one's giggling. <laughs> stop, stop clowning around. Yeah. <laughs> what? One of them is laughing to itself quietly, as if it's like getting away with something of some kind. Before Gibson can warn the station, he and the officers accompanying him are killed by an automatic turret gun. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just a machine gun yep, bursts out of the sure. floor and shoots them. Yeah, Hoffman, you know, well, Hoffman's not everybody a great, can get a hold not, of that. He's not a good jigsaw. We have to just lay it out there. He's Where not did he a get great, this? Where did he get this fucking <laughs> turret gun? <laughs> That's a good question. It's, I can detect the, where people are. It's it's so they uh, really broke the immersion again. Hoffman infiltrates the police station, killing everyone in his path on his way to get revenge on Jill. Ironically, S- they all died because they were addicted to bullets. <laughs> SPF <laughs> must reenact the test he claims to have survived in his book by driving two hooks through his pectoral muscles and hoisting himself up above the ceiling to deactivate his wife's trap. But the hooks tear through his flesh and he falls to the floor. The timer then goes off, causing a big metal container to close around his wife and incinerate her. Hoffman reaches Jill. She got what was coming to her. (laughs) Well, Hoffman's a bad jigsaw. Hoffman reaches Jill. Someone ought to jigsaw that guy. And for the first time in the series, the reverse bear trap is successful. R.I.P. Jill Jigsaw. On Jill. And they do it like a... It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. in the first movie, which we talked about, that was like the most like, yeah, that's well-known... Like the famous you never, It ever never actually happens right. until this. 
Which is interesting. Hoffman destroys his own jigsaw workshop by setting it on fire. Mm-hmm. He's accomplished his goal, and he begins to leave town. But as he exits, he is subdued by three pig-masked figures. Oh, no. As he is held, the central pig-masked man takes off his mask and reveals himself to be Carrie Elwes, Dr. Gordon. He became Jigsaw's apprentice after surviving his test. Gordon's a Jigsaw. Now, fulfilling a final request from Jigsaw to take immediate action if Jill were to be harmed, Dr. Gordon shackles Hoffman in a dark room. We hit the lights. It's revealed to be the same bathroom where Dr. Gordon was tested years before. Gordon throws a Away the hacksaw he had used to escape and stands in silhouette. He squeaks and shrieks those chilling words. <laughs> Game over! Before sealing the door, the trapster has become the trappy. Wait, no, the trappy has become the trapster. Credits! Yeah. Yep. I mean, him yeah. throwing away the saw, I, I think he threw the saw like at the camera, maybe? Like the, the saw 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. I think Elway's becoming Jigsaw is a perfect canary in the coal mine. I think that's the signal of like, hey guys, we're bankrupt of ideas. Well, like, here's, we can't think of anything else. I also say financially, uh, six didn't do well and seven didn't do well, and so they took a lot of time off. Yeah. So I'll say yeah. this. I think that they felt like that too because that's the last movie. That I would consider in the actual saw like timeline. Time yeah. Um, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But the moment is great. <clears throat> and it's weird because I'm like, wait a minute, this moment is good though, because I haven't liked that this guy became Jigsaw and was shitty at it. And he does kind of get his comeuppets by one of the original cast members. But it's the one that was trapped. Yeah. It, here's the here's the problem with it too. Is like, if you keep pulling people that were involved before, oh, it turns out they're a jigsaw now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Your options are like whoever's in this movie. If they're in this situation, they're either going to die in a trap yeah. or become jigsaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. It's basically vampire rules. Yep. You're either gonna die or you become one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. Well, I'll say, I'll say this. Oh, is is the saw are the, is the saw franchise like a metaphor for like molestation? <laughs> I'll yeah. say hurt, I'll, hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. I'll say this though. I will say he doesn't really become a jigsaw. It's just the fact that Jigsaw's wife was killed by Hoffman. He's like, I told Jigsaw that if. I mean, His wife ever gets killed, I'll kill the person that killed her. And so, I mean, he's not going to set... I'll put it this way. He doesn't come back and he's the next Jigsaw. No, I know, I know. It's he, just, you know. He, he aided and abetted Jigsaw. Like, he sewed the guy's eyes shut. Who, yeah, he did uh, help him. He blank. did help him. Like, yeah. he shows, like, scenes like, of him like helping him Like, the medical stuff Lawrence Gordon did. I think... Yeah. I, I love the ending of that. I do love him, the reveal... It is tough for me to buy that he became a jigsaw and he helped him and he's like, you know, I was a good guy, but now I'm sewing people's eyes shut. That's tough for me to buy. Yeah, it, but, the, but the like, moment that's is the nice. stuff yeah. that it does get me, where it's like this is this is just it's the cliche response that you would do. It's the one you would do to make fun of the idea that they have no ideas. Left. Well, here's here's what I think, and this is just I'm just saying this, and Brad, maybe you can tell me if I maybe I'm wrong. You know how we talk about Fast and Furious. 
and how part of the charm is that they know they're doing the next big dumb thing. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like that with the Saw movies. It's weird because I, I think Carrie Elwes becoming a jigsaw, I I have no problem with that at all if that closes the series. Right. Sure, that, sure. That yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. That almost yeah. feels like a good rule for me as well. Um, he made a good point. It's mine too. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, like that's that's when I, when I just said like you know yeah. I said like oh it's the last one that I would consider part of the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel like that would be a success, like a satisfying conclusion. And those are the seven Saw movies, and whatever they do in the future for yeah. reboots or whatever is different. Yeah. Because you know Amanda survived her encounter with Jigsaw, and that made her appreciate her life. And so Carrie Elwes has survived his encounter with Jigsaw. Apparently, he feels the same way. way. Hoffman being like a murderer and then becoming a jigsaw for like three movies, three and a half movies, that's not fun. I think that's not fun, which is almost why it's fun to see Carrie Elways come back and be like, you're not a real jigsaw. Like, there's something weirdly fun about that. Yeah, it's just, it's an odd, it's an odd, like, let's save it at the last second kind of moment. And it, it is... Like you, like you just said, like, oh, hey, this was a bad choice for three and a half movies. Yeah. Out of seven. Yep. That's, that's half of that's 50%. Them. I will say, yeah. though, Jigsaw wasn't happy with Hoffman either. And he also told Jill he's going to be tested. I like how you said that as if, like, well, don't forget that these real people, like, yep. Jigsaw I, didn't like them. I just say, like, maybe as, maybe as the viewer, you're not supposed <clears throat> to be happy about this either. All right. But I will say one thing. Yep. If in, you watch all seven in a row, it makes sense. In, uh, that's, that's true. I don't know if this was all very, if this was clear, but in one of the movies, like six or five, Jill gets that uh, that box that said that's a, that's the jigsaw inheritance box. I think and, she got it in four, and she puts a tape in a door, like that's, in a slot. That, that's in six, and then in seven, when he's revealed, you see the other side of the door, and he gets the tape, and that's how it. And I do think there's something respectable about the letter coming back and being like, "This was the letter that killed everybody. This was the tape," because you know that it wasn't random at the time. There's no way it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way they were like, "Let's never put a tape in a door," and then they tie it in later. It has to be like, "This will be for this," or, or do maybe they know like, "Let's put a thing in." And we can come up with whatever that payoff is going to be. Maybe you're right. Do you think? Do you think it's? Do you think it's maybe ambiguous enough that they're like, we'll figure out what's in that letter? Yeah. No. hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe all of those things. There's no connection to it until the reveal. You know what I'm saying? I think the letter for sure. The tape is a little tougher because she goes to like a like a doctor's office door. So it's a little. It's his doctor's office. So it's a little bit more specific. But you're right. The letter. Right. Maybe they're like. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Right, right. Which is kind of, I kind of think that's fun too. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's very losty. It is. You know what yes, I mean? it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's funny though. Anyway, so those, those, that's what right. I would consider the last of the original timeline. Right. And fantastic. Now, well, thanks for. Uh, and now, oh, oh, oh no, there's, there's more. There's more. There's two right? more. Now oh. you haven't even seen Chris Rock or Samuel Jackson enter the picture. No, I haven't. Yep. But, but I you're about say, to. On this corkboard, we need to Jill Jigsaw definitively died. Hoffman dead. SPF, sadly dead. Uh, who's on the top left? I can't see it. Gibson. Dead. He, he died? Shot by uh, Turret. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, go ahead. All right. That very stable board is <laughs> very stable. So this is, uh, this is the eighth movie. It is titled... Amanda's dead. Jigsaw. Well, we, we like the picture. <laughs> now... 
she, she, uh, she, she, she's dead. She is dead, though. Yeah. Uh, Jigsaw. <laughs> A.K.A. Nobody Saw ever eight. really dies. Led by... And de- sometimes dead is better. <laughs> no. no. Led by Detective Halloran. The police pursue a oh, random... Halloran? Nope. Halloran. Oh. Another friend. The police pursue a random criminal who did a crime that we don't remember. Yeah, whatever. He claims he must start a game in exchange for his own survival. He holds up, holds up a remote trigger, which seems like it's a gun or something, so the police shoot him and he collapses. Halloran, My tape recorder. I will say one thing to, to kind of communicate to the audience. Every time one of these comes out, a, a lot of times, you're kind of like, wait a minute, everyone died in the last one. Mm-hmm. And so this is for sure, this one's called Jigsaw. This is for sure yeah. a situation where we're like, what the fuck are they gonna do? Yep. Like, j- like, like Jigsaw's dead. Amanda's dead. Hoffman's dead. Like, all, everyone's dead. Yeah. So we're like, what? What can this possibly be? I don't know. And so that that mystery is like part of this entire movie. Yep. Okay. And it, this is to me the most frustrating movie of the bunch. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's me saying it. Yeah. That's something. I have a tattoo of Jurassic Park three screenplay on my scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is a fucking. <laughs> I'm a. You know what? I love seeing an artist make their art. That's what. I'll, that's how it's a good way. That's to how say. a lot of. Them. <laughs> okay, so uh, this guy, Halloran, yep. uh, low rent Stephen Dorf. He and the police have an exchange around this time where they indicate that Jigsaw cannot be behind this because Jigsaw died. 10 years prior. Some guy was running across the rooftop because of like a trigger thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't shoot me, I'm playing a game. Yeah. And he does get shot on the rooftop by one of the cops. They, 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 shoot. they were supposed to aim at the, like the, the trigger. The, the trigger. Yeah. And he got shot once in the chest. Right. Okay. Five people, the, now we see the trap, five people, including one unconscious dude who, who, who be known from here on out as the unconscious dude, Awaken inside a barn with buckets on their heads and chains around their necks. I took I took all the names out because it doesn't really matter. These are the new Jigsaw Five who are playing the main game of this movie. Right. A tape recording from Jigsaw explains that they must each provide a blood sacrifice to survive before the chains pull them toward a wall of buzz saws. Mm-hmm. They realize all they need to do is get a tiny cut, so most of the group survives by cutting themselves, except for the unconscious dude who awakens too late. He gets pulled into the blades and starts freaking out. The camera pans to spare us what would be a grisly death. Their next test reveals that one so of the women... So that guy's the killer? Their next test reveals that one of, <laughs> one of the women, a purse snatcher, accidentally caused the death of an asthmatic woman. She stole the purse, medicines in the purse. To save the others from being <sighs> hanged, she must inject herself with one of three needles. One is an antidote to poison in her system, one is saline, and one is acid. She refuses. She doesn't know which one is which. So one of the guys injects her with all three in the neck, killing her and saving the other three. What are you going to do? In the next room. Also, how is that the comeuppance? Oh, it, it's very Possibly confusing. inject yourself with... So you're, you already have poison in your system? Yep. Possibly inject yourself with... Uh, I know. Yeah, 30, 33% cure? chance. Yep. Or nothing or acid. Yep. In There's the, no poetry in that. In the next room... That's a fucking roulette game. That guy attempts to escape the barn, but his leg falls through loose floorboards and is ensnared by wires. Oh, there's wires. Another tape recorder (laughs) reveals he will be punished for trying to break the rules, and he must pull a lever to be set free. The other two, a guy and a girl... My penis? All right, I'll try. Go go into a silo that is uh, locked shut. Grain pours in to suffocate them, and Uh then... 
For some reason, sharp farmhouse items fall in, nearly killing them. This forces the wire snare guy to pull the lever and sever his leg to rescue them. And I will say what's frustrating about this movie, too, is it's the one that feels the most modern and well-produced. Yeah. So the trailer was, like, really good. And it seemed like the best acted. It was like, wow, this is going to be great. But, like, what could the story be? So that was part of my frustration with the conclusion of this film. Okay. Detective also ha- leaning real heavy on the farm yep. so far. Yep. Yeah. Detective Halloran and the police investigate the discovery of corpses, uh, one of whom is a man who has been cut up in the back. One is a woman who has been injected with acid mm-hmm. in the neck. Uh, these deaths fit Jigsaw's modus operandi. Halloran becomes suspicious of the pathologists, Logan and Eleanor. Eleanor reveals to Logan she is a Jigsaw fangirl, but fears this might incriminate her with police. The police spy on them, following them to Eleanor's workshop, where she has recreated many of Jigsaw's traps. Back to the Jigsaw 5 in the barn. Well, really, the Jigsaw 2 and a half. It's it's feeling a little soap opera The guy with two functional legs is revealed to have sold a faulty motorcycle to Jigsaw's as-yet-unmentioned nephew, (laughs) causing the nephew's death. The guy is tested by being lowered into a funnel with a spiral-shaped blade powered by a motorcycle engine. He has to reach a motorcycle brake to stop the trap. He fails and is ultimately killed. The county exhumes Jigsaw's grave to set the public at ease as hysteria... Just like we would do. As, <laughs> as, as hysteria has convinced... People the- are thinking that Jigsaw's alive. Uh, hi, folks. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, I, I am police chief... Wiggum, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I'm Police Chief uh, McDonald, and yep. uh, uh, a lot of people are uh, afraid that uh, Jigsaw is back and terrorizing uh, the lovely people of this town that we all know and identify as a community where Jigsaw lives. Uh, now, you know, everybody knows, like Haddonfield, Illinois, uh, you know, you've got some parts of L.A., so uh, mm-hmm. thanks for coming out. Uh, and uh, to, to right. assuage people's yep. concerns, we have the coroner, town coroner here. Pulling up the coffin right now, boss. <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, I'll be the we're jigsaw. just simply going to present to you uh, facts and evidence that show you that uh, the man known as Jigsaw so I'm gonna, is definitely I'm just, dead. I'm just going to open it right now. We're going to say, you know, this body has been in the ground for 10 years at this point. Absolutely. Be prepared for now, a he's body a man who that's loves been dead movie traps. for 10 years. I'm sure nothing's... Uh, in the <laughs> He's cast. dead. What could he have done? So I'm going to open it yep. right now. I opened it. And there's... Jack, are you are you going to... Oh. Well, I'm not... What happens in the movie is not what we expect. It's the oh. remote trigger criminal from the beginning inside Jigsaw's coffin. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> How'd that happen? Uh, that I'm, means that, I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. That means they got to the grave site. Yes. And they went, let's exhume the body. Yep. Pretty quickly, too. Huh. This is all freshly dug. Yep. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, well, let's dig it up. And also, it's so weird that the town would do that. Yes. yes. And it's extra weird <laughs> that the, jig- the new jigsaw could predict. I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll put a body in there. That's what I'll do. 
Halloran I'll finds put a body in it. Yes, Halloran <laughs> finds a ground-up corpse, a- appearing to be one of the Jigsaw Five, in Eleanor's studio, and calls for her and Logan's arrest. Logan convinces the police to let them go after informing them he suspects Detective Halloran is the new Jigsaw killer and provides some loose evidence. Mm -hmm. Attempting to solve the case herself, Eleanor deduces the game's location and she and Logan depart for the barn with Halloran in pursuit. You know what I don't give a shit? She analyzed the animal feces and traced it to a family owned by Jigsaw, uh, a farm owned by Jigsaw Jill's family. Because of the... The feces. The the feces. Yep. yep. How, why? As a specific Because bacterium. she's a pathologist. Yeah. She did it pathologically. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what I don't give a shit about? Uh, honestly, most of this film, like, if, you're, if you're a sane the, person. All the bullshit that's been happening throughout these movies that are like, are you the jigsaw? No, I'm not the jigsaw. Maybe you're the jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it her? She's the jigsaw? Yeah. yeah like, I don't care. Just, yep. like, be the jigsaw and fuck off and yep. do your thing. Make your traps. You know what I mean? Go be evil Willy Wonka. That's all we want. We don't want a, a story that's like, oh, but are you Willy Wonka? That Who cares? Yep. It, is, it is odd to in, put in the whodunit. But yeah. without the whodunit, it's tough to make it a story. I know. That's I know. But it's the, it's a the, very tough... The irony here, though, is, like, the idea of, like, oh, keeping it fresh, and we've talked about, like, slasher films... There was a whole slew of mystery slasher movies where the killer was always shot in POV, point of view, mm-hmm. and it was a, like a lot of killings were like, well, you're not supposed to be in here. And the reveal at the end, that was kind of the traditional slasher for a long time. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then we get this, like the uh, sleepaway camp. Yes, yep. that's a that's a classic version of that where Quite you genuinely are like, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> you got me. Well, <laughs> didn't did you expect Holy it? Holy, <laughs> look, look at that frig! Look at that frig right Wait there! Wait a minute, did she have a little frig? <laughs> that little frig's got a frig in oh the barn. The two final frig saw five victims. Sorry, <laughs> frig saw uh, named Anna and Ryan because we need to refer Thank to them God, by names yeah. now. Are shackled to pipes at opposite ends of a room. Suddenly. Much to our surprise, get those eyes ready to roll, Ray. The original Jigsaw, John Kramer, reveals himself and confronts them. You know no, what? No, My eyes what, aren't wait. even rolling anymore. The audience is bewildered, and a small portion of the audience has jizzed in Chuck's pants. Well, here's the thing. is like, I'm watching it, and I know, I'm like, well, they're not going to suddenly go supernatural, for yeah. sure. And he was definitively like... Surprise. Someone took like a buzz a saw ghost. and like cut his head off, yeah. and then we saw his autopsy. Right, right. So it's not... It can't yeah. be that they're like... It well, he's like a- hell, but I faked it. Yeah, it's, what? it's not going to be that. Jigsaw reveals Anna asphyxiated her baby, framed her husband, who later committed suicide. Ryan Ryan's drunken tomfoolery caused his friend's death in a car accident. Which, by the way, Ryan is like 55 in this movie, and he caused his friend's death when he was like 16. <laughs> uh, and there's no connection to Jigsaw through either of them, but whatever. For their final test... Uh, how did he know about... Great question. For like, their... How does he know that that woman... I think... Uh, they, uh, neighbors. They were, they were neighbors, and like she helped him when he was going through chemo. I think Jigsaw just watches all the arrests in town. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he like, just like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That their, doesn't feel like how it happened. For their <laughs> final test, Jigsaw leaves. I talked the, to the baby, and the baby said, "If anything ever happens to me, it's mommy. clearly it was mommy." Yep. <laughs> 
For their final test, Jigsaw leaves the two a shotgun loaded with one shell, saying it is the key to their freedom. As Logan and Eleanor arrive at the barn, they are ambushed by Halloran. Back in the Jigsaw 2 storyline, Anna tries to shoot Ryan, but the Jigsaw has engineered the gun to backfire, killing her. Ryan finds the now-destroyed keys among the debris. They had been hidden inside the shell, which was the key to their escape. Key. Wink. Elsewhere in the barn, Eleanor escapes Halloran while he is drugged by an unseen assailant. Logan and Halloran awaken collars rigged with laser cutters and are told to confess their sins. And by the way, I really don't like the idea of introducing traps where it's like a thing that doesn't exist mm-hmm. because it's a la- it's a thing with lasers and it's like, this is going to cut your head with these lasers and it's like, yeah. is that a technology that exists? They, they had done like a snippet of an introduction early on during one of the autopsies. With Eleanor a laser, used a laser yeah. thing to like cut something. Still weird though. You right. don't, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that sucks. It's like don't introduce that a sucks. thing. I just I just yeah. think it makes it feel way less real. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of like, oh no, and then it goes off, but just regular laser pointer lights yeah, hit and, them and, in the well, face. The, so and they're like then eight cats attack you. Well, no, no, <laughs> That's I was funny. gonna say they're like Oh, and then just somebody <laughs> smashes their head with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get the idea, though. You get the idea. It would be cool if it's that like exists. It was Some, someday that'll exist. Someday. One day. <laughs> one day they'll exist. They, uh, and I, I only hope that I can survive long enough to see. <laughs> Have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> oh, also a cure for cancer <laughs> while we're at it, please. Uh, they, they have a button to press for who will go first. Halloran presses Logan's button and makes him go first. Logan confesses to mislabeling John Kramer Jigsaw's x-rays years earlier, causing his cancer to go undiagnosed. Oh, I thought I thought they were undoing it where he didn't have cancer. Despite no. confessing... You're, this, it's going to become clear, and you're going to hate it. Because yep. I hate it, and I'm the person that's the most okay with this stuff. Yeah, I, I hate it, and I love every piece of shit. <laughs> Despite confessing, Logan's collar goes up, goes off, the lasers cross over his face, he screams in pain and falls to the ground. Halloran then blubbers and admits to allowing criminals to walk free for personal gain, and his collar deactivates. Logan laughs and is revealed to still be alive. Mm-hmm. So he did the laser pointer thing. Yeah. His so, did yeah, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. here's dialogue, really dialogue from the movie. Yeah. Ten years ago in this very barn, a game was played. <sighs> Supposedly, John Kramer designed this for a game that took place before all the others. The bodies were never found. I know this because I was one of the players... Jigsaw put me in that game almost 10 years ago. Ray was correct. Logan was the unconscious dude at the beginning of the film. Logan continues, John decided I shouldn't have to die over an honest mistake. He gave me a second chance. Why did he kidnap him? (laughs) What what about the other people? So now... You know, listen, you fucked up. You fucked, you frigged up. I'm sorry, you frigged up. Listen, you frigged up, but that doesn't make you... I'll frig up. Okay. So now, so 10 years later, know. I've recreated Jigsaw's game with criminals from your, Halloran's, failed cases. I wanted my game to be identical to Jigsaw's. So I went through your cases, found players just like the ones in the original game. I gave them the same choices that Jigsaw did a decade ago. I wanted to see if I was as worthy as him, as talented. Logan reveals he framed Halloran as the new Jigsaw killer as revenge for releasing the remote trigger kill, uh, criminal from the opening who had killed Logan's wife. 
claiming Halloran broke the rules by forcing him to go first. Logan reactivates the collar, slicing Halloran's head open. So That's does, right, does, Ray. The killings took place 10 years ago, and the first three deaths happened exactly the same way. This also means Jigsaw has now had four assistants over the years. Amanda, Hoffman, Carrie Elwes, and Logan. Logan the original. No one wants to work anymore. <laughs> well, here's here's credit. So here's what's so dumb, and I, it's it's clearer if you watch the movie. They show the game and something happening. Like, remember, I just we just said that the the person injected three different things. Yeah. They then find a body that has the same exact yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And at the end, you're led to believe that all of it played out exactly, exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. Which is such an it's insane reach. Yeah. And so when Jigsaw came out, you were just seeing a thing from the past. And you were, it, what's weird is like, I'm okay, I guess, with like them being like, this part of this happened in the past, if, as if you do it artfully. But the idea of all these things happening exactly the same, and then we're going to show you John Kramer come back and trick you into thinking like, he's back, how did this happen? Actually, no, it was this, everything. It was so weak. And also, it was the one where I was the most like, all this infighting between the jigsaws, and they never mentioned Logan? Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Yeah. Also, uh, Jigsaw had a soul patch in this film. Just so this. Is the, well, this is the that's that should have tipped us off that it was ten the years best, before. The funniest part in the whole series. So come and get it. In yeah. the in the last one. <laughs> yeah. In, in Saw Three. That's what he says right yeah. before he slams the door. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so back to get I'm back to him being Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. So come and get it. So so in the last one when uh, that guy Sean Patrick Flannery had the book. Yeah. At one of his signings, Jigsaw came up. Because he doesn't know who Jigsaw is, because right, he right. was lying, and he was wearing a backwards baseball cap and had a had like a little facial hair. I think so. And he was like, "Hey, love your book," and like he's pretending to be like a kid. Yeah, but he, the guy's like undercover. Yeah, it's that Steve Buscemi <laughs> yeah. joke uh, yeah. from I think Thirty Rock, right? When he's got the yeah. skateboard. Hey, fellow kids, yeah. what's up? Yeah. It's exactly like that. It's, yeah. But there's no way that they did that and didn't think it was funny. Yeah. It's it was like. I don't know. I don't know. Any? I don't know. Have you, have you been to the early aughts? I honestly, I could see Tobin. Tobin Bell is like, I don't want to come back for a seventh, and they're like, come on, and he's like, fine, but I'm, I'm not going through wardrobe, and like he just came in and he was dressed that way, and they're like, okay. I think it's adorable that you think he wouldn't do another one. (laughs) That man's entire career is like so. Are we doing another Saw movie or anybody yep. got one of those Saw movies I could do? So like I said, I think Saw 7 closed the chapter. This was like a bastard stepchild movie that should never have been made. It wasn't. Wow. No, yeah, it, it that's was, right. It was really tough to watch. To go. Oh, my God. The idea that you watched 6 and 7 are and are like, they're fine. <laughs> Eight? That's where I draw the line. It really is. Wow. What about you, Brad? Where do you stand? I, uh, I, you know, I don't mind the first seven as a contained story. I thought eight was really difficult to watch. Okay. You drank the Kool Aid. It must. It must be bad then. It's really bad. If it's bad enough for you to be like, look, <laughs> I'll watch seven two times more. Don't make me watch eight again. It's true. You know what I mean? And I and I, you know, I watched them all as they came out. Yeah. And then I rewatched them all in preparation for this. Yeah. You know, I did my research. And every Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and every Halloween. And, 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 and my birthday. And every half Halloween. And yeah. Valentine's Day, Happy like Brad June. said. 
and um, also on my parents' anniversary. And on Tobin Bell's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was very frustrating. And you know. did Sean Patrick Flannery's house when he's not home. <laughs> I walked out of the movie theater. I took a cheese grater and cheesed yeah. off my saw thing. <laughs> and then Spiral from the Book of Saw was announced. They said Chris Rock wants to make a saw. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock wants to be a jigsaw. And I said, this is wild. What do you think about the idea of all these movies coming out and then Chris Rock being like, I want to be part of this series and Samuel Jackson being like, me too? What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's it's one of those things of like, here's a pre-existing franchise. Uh, I, I didn't see the movie, but I'm assuming it's like a, essentially like a soft reboot. That's what it feels like. Uh Maybe not saying like, "Hey, the 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 events of the first movie they still happened," but like, here's this also this thing, you know. Hence the from the book of Saw, which is the dumbest. <laughs> yep, from the book of Saw. I just want to know what's coming up in the book. Well, what here the we go. Fuck? So we can and take. Isn't there from the book of Boba Fett? Isn't that uh, a it's, thing? It's just the book of Boba. The Fett. book of Boba. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, who's who's writing these books? <laughs> <laughs> who's writing these books? William Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) During a all right, right, this is the last. This is the last movie. Thank fuck. Nine. Frank. Spiral. During a Fourth of July parade, off-duty Detective Boswick wearing a seersucker suit. (laughs) You're looking at me to put up his. Yeah, I looked over at you like, Boswick? He doesn't. Boswick? This is so, like, what's that thing when the cat, you ding the thing and the cat wants food or the dog wants food? No, it's dog and it's Pavlov. And it's Pavlovian. (laughs) He mentioned a new character. He looked at me to put up a picture of him. Uh, Detective Boswick called torture. Chase is a th- at some point when the bell rings, you just lay down to get waterboarded. It's easier than fighting it. Chase is a thief down a sewer drain pipe, attacked from Another behind sewer. by a figure wearing a pig mask. Boswick awakens to find himself suspended by his tongue in an active subway tunnel and is given a choice via recorded message: tear out his own tongue and live, or remain until the next train arrives, killing him. What would you do if you're hanging by? Your- was he standing? He was, yeah. He was on a rickety oh, step okay, ladder. Okay, yeah. Because I was going to say that you, the way you described it, yeah. is if he was already <laughs> hanging yeah. by basically, his tongue. You've been telling lies, so uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your ironic death. Uh, 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 there's, there's a theme in this. At, at this point, I, yeah. There's like, a th- if I was a hostage, I'm at the point now where I'm like. I'm straight up going to talk shit to my captors. Yeah, well, it's tough when your tongue is in a vice. They fucking get it over with. Yep. (laughs) You fucking baby chicken pussy. Why don't you fucking do it already? That's how I feel. I'll say the theme of this movie. Sorry for the baby chickens and their vaginas. (laughs) Was was you get out of the trap, but it's just too late and you get killed anyway. So you suffer the worst of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Every trap. Uh, Boswick is hit by the train spiders. The voice oh, on the, no. the voice on the recording is distorted and jumbled, much like, much like the typical jigsaw voice, but it does sound different, perhaps more modern. The next day, police captain Angie Garza. Can I ask a question? When you say modern, is that your it's, it's, way it's, of saying no, like it's, it's, urban? No, I'm saying no. The, the distortion sounds like it was like a Siri type voice. It almost sounds okay. like, like TikTok or something. Yeah. You know how there's like voices? Yeah. Filter. It sounds a little bit like that. Gotcha. Chief and uh, Captain Angie Garza uh, assigns Detective Chris Rock. He had a name. It was Zeke something, but come on, Chris Rock. Zeke? Yep. 
Uh, like Ezekiel, like, uh, like Samuel Jesus. L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning bolt of your ass, motherfucker. That's from Die Hard 3. Yeah, I know, but I don't I don't think you should do that. The next day, Police Captain Angie Guards assigns Detective Chris Rock a new partner, idealistic rookie, Detective Shank. Shank. A verb. An important thing oh, no. that keeps coming up is that all the other cops hate Chris Rock. I'll take, I'll take down... It's a different story. Yeah. So this person is not involved. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Detective Shank. Yep. I know him. From what? From uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. oh, good. He's in The Handmaid's Tale. I would He's... say that the acting in this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, yeah. not Chris Rock. I guarantee you that. No, he's fine. I mean, he's he's... It's not the same as the shitty acting in the other ones. That's true. In, in oh, like Gibson okay. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I listen. I like Chris Rock. I love him. Yeah. I'm a fan of Chris Rock. Me too. Uh, I love the show Fargo. Huge yeah, fan of right. that show. There's a season where Chris Rock is the lead. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, he cannot act in that show. Yeah. No offense, Chris. I, I love you. I know you're a fun bear. But uh, you know, don't. It's not you. He got strengths, and that's not one of them. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Detective Shank. He was uh, he was in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, he was also in a movie that I just saw so recently with my wife Kalina that I don't remember who he was. Birth of a Nation. No. Okay. Rude. Death. <laughs> Death of a Nation. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh right. well, it doesn't matter. All right. It doesn't. All matter. the other cops. Hate Chris Rock. Okay. He turned in a dirty cop 12 years ago yep. because that other cop shot a witness. Yep. But is still disrespected and disliked. They leave a rat at his desk and everything. Mm-hmm. 12 years. Yeah. He's widely disliked. Are you familiar with uh, police culture, Brad? He's widely well, this, disliked, this is... which is why he has to take on a dumb rookie as his partner. Chris Shank. Rock and Shank investigate Boswick's death, and Rock recognizes the elaborate trap. As the, of the very deceased Jigsaw killer. They specifically mention it can't be him because he died years ago. Cops love to say that in these movies. <laughs> also, this takes place in, I, I don't know if it's New York or whatever, but it's like summertime, it's hot, they talk about rolling brownouts or, or yeah. whatever, and all the Saw movies took place kind of, they, they never really specified what state, but it was not where this took place. Yeah. No. Uh, meanwhile, another homicide detective who several years prior had ignored a backup call from Chris Rock, resulting in Chris Rock nearly getting killed, is abducted and placed in a trap where he must allow a device to rip his fingers off to avoid electrocution. He also fails to escape and dies. Snoozeville. Some officers begin to suspect that Chris Rock may be responsible due to his history with this officer. Mm-hmm. A box then arrives at the station addressed to Rock containing a pig puppet and a piece of Shank's tattooed skin inside. No. The guy we hardly knew. Can I ask a question? Yes. Yeah. Why pigs? We're on the ninth goddamn movie. Maybe I can ask this now. Yes. Why well, do pigs? Well, this is th- what th- I wonder, too. This one, because of the, 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 over, uh, oh, the, cop, the cop thing. thing. I guess that makes sense in this sure, one. Sure, but in, in all of them, like the pig masks. Pig masks. Because I think, you know, it, it was featured in the first movie. Yep. Yes. And so they kept it. Yep. But even then, you think about it, it's like, in the first one, you understand this idea of, like, it's just like a scary, spooky mask that yep. this person picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to carry it through throughout is like, so is there meaning behind this? That's one of the things I think is a little bit weird about this, is 
the puppet is never really explained. Like, I get the idea of yeah. like concealing an identity. Right. But then why is it sometimes in real life? Why is it sometimes on a TV? Why is his voice sometimes on a recorder? And the pig thing is never, ever talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they the first, like I said, the first bathroom was in a meatpacking plant. Uh, it is Gideon meatpacking that a bunch of this stuff happens sure. at. Then it goes to a barn. Yeah. I guess that has to do with it. Yeah. But then again, it's like, if if your metaphor is that like, these people are like pigs, like being slaughtered. It's his his point is the opposite that you have an important life to lead, yeah. and you should. So it's it can't that doesn't make any sense. So he should he should be wearing a pig mask. He should be wearing a chef's hat. Yes, they're not pigs to slaughter. They should slaughter their bad pigs inside them. There yes, is. yeah, and turn their evils into a good like barbecue or something. Mm. You know, evil yeah, barbecue. Big beans. A small vial inside the box directs the police to a butcher shop which was previously a hobby shop that Rock and his father, retired police chief Marcus Banks, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson, used to visit. What a complicated way of explaining this whole thing. Upon arriving, the team discovers a tape recorder and a completely skinned corpse. Yuckaroni. Deciding to track down the killer himself, Samuel L. Jackson travels to a warehouse where he is abducted. Shortly afterwards, Chief Garza is kidnapped, and she's placed in a trap in the precinct's cold storage where she has to sever her spinal cord on a blade to stop boiling wax flowing from a pipe onto her face. It's what? so bizarre. She what? fails to so do bizarre. so and dies from her injuries. Moments later, and she tries to discovers her body. Yeah, she's like hitting... Like Why does she have table. to do that? Did she... Did you she, know, she was the face of the department. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really explain it. Did she, she like do something where someone lost, maybe, you know, broke their neck and lost their? Nope. Uh, you it's know, almost they like became made a, face of the department. So maybe, it's it's maybe the idea of the, the boiling wax oh. being pour, poured on her face. I thought maybe it was she like was being, spineless. She was being waterboarded with wax. wax yeah, but boarded. the spine part is like what? I also, know. I need to clarify. Are you, were you saying that Samuel L. Jackson is Chris Rock's father? Yes. Yeah. And now he he was he used to be the police chief. That's correct. Yes. And now he's also investigating like on his own spare yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's he's retired. Okay. Um, and I'll say one fun thing: the safe that she's kept in. Yeah. If you look at the safe maker, it says Jules and what does it say? Jules and Vincent. And Vincent so it's Jules from it. uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Vincent and Jules, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. And it's funny because that's in the Marvel movies too. Huh. On his on his grave, on Nick Fury's grave, it yeah. has the thing that he says oh, that Jules fun. says. Oh, bad motherfucker! Yes, yeah. It says it's it's F- find my tombstone. It says R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look like a tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> While chasing a lead, Chris Rock is captured and wakes up at the warehouse, handcuffed to a pipe with a hacksaw nearby. He considers sawing off his arm, but finds a bobby pin and he uses the saw to reach it. He then discovers his former partner Dunleavy, Petey Dunleavy. Maybe Pete, I'm not sure, who was the cop that was imprisoned when Rock exposed the murder he committed. We found out years ago Dunleavy killed a witness in cold blood because the witness was going to expose the crooked police force. Mm -hmm. Dunleavy killed the man to protect himself and the other crooked cops. Chris Rock, being the only honest cop in the force, turned him in at that time. Mm -hmm. Dunleavy is now chained in place. In front of him is a large glass-crushing machine which has been modified to hurl shrapnel at him. A tape recorder explains that Rock can choose to either free him or leave him to die. Although Rock attempts to save Dunleavy, he cannot get the key in time. Which, by the way, the clue was like, don't throw the key out with the trash. And Chris Rock's like, where's the key? Where's the key? Like, he looks past the trash can. He's like, I can't figure out. Like, if you were in an escape room with Chris Rock, you would strangle him. Moving to another room, 
Rock then finds, you're not going to believe this, Ray. That's in the text. Young rookie Detective Shank, who is revealed to have faked his own death by using the skinned corpse of the initial thief that lured Detective Boswick into the tunnels and has been the copycat all along. He explains his last name is actually Emerson, the son of Charlie Emerson, who was the man killed by Dunleavy. He also reveals that Samuel L. Jackson, during his time as chief, deliberately protected corrupt officers to clean the streets of crime more effectively. Believing that Chris Rock can be an ally as the only honest cop, Emerson presents him with a final test, revealing his father, Samuel L. Jackson, suspended above the floor and slowly being drained of blood. Emerson calls 911, claims he has a civilian being pursued by a shooter, resulting in the dispatch of a SWAT team. Emerson then hands Rock a revolver with one cartridge and offers him the choice. Either shoot a target that will save Sammy J but allow Emerson to escape, or Chris Rock can kill Emerson and let Sammy J bleed to death. Mm-hmm. Rock shoots the target to save his father, causing his restraints to loosen and lowering him to the ground. He then begins to fight Emerson. The SWAT team arrives and inadvertently triggers a tripwire, causing Sammy J's restraints to yank him upward again. This movement reveals a gun affixed to Sammy J's arm, leading the SWAT team to mistake him for the shooter and kill him. Rock screams in Zah! despair, my cat sat on the keyboard, as Emerson escapes. After the Im- initial mention of Jigsaw at the beginning of the movie, no one ever brings him up again. Not even Emerson, when he apparently copied all his traps and killing styles, offering absolutely no reason that he decided to choose Jigsaw. This this is what is Credits. So, this is what's so frustrating to me. Yeah. Is this guy's like, hey, it was me doing all this stuff. And they never mention that he's copying Jigsaw. Even though they mentioned the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, this is like Jigsaw, but he's dead. They ne- he never says like, here's why I chose to do this. Yeah, yeah. Here's why I this is the method I killed because he could just kill them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't say anything about that, and they're just like, yeah, he's a jigsaw in this one, and that's it. And also, Chris Rock makes his choice at the end to save his dad, and then his dad is just immediately killed anyway by the jigsaw guy. He's a bad jigsaw. A lot of shots in this that frustrated me of Chris Rock thinking. <laughs> Let him <definitely> think. <laughs> but it, and then it's like a slow push on his face, and I'm like... This is going on too long. And then it went on way longer. Oh, man. So probably two or three, like, Chris Rock thinking shots <laughs> that I'm like, I don't think that's how a person looks when they think. I don't know what you're doing, but it's not good. You know what's weird? Uh, Chris didn't know they were filming at that yeah. point. Yeah. They didn't realize that they had, they had called action. Yeah. He, that was he, him. It was, it was him doing lemon face. That, that was him trying to remember yep. the emotions that he was going to use. <laughs> Anger, and I'm going to use humor to deflect it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Now, oh wait, now I got to remember my lines. But yeah, so I know what I'll do. I'll do my performance, but with a very clear. I'm trying to remember my lines yes. kind of vibe to them. <clears throat> it's a very weird choice for them to modernize Saw. Yeah, especially when they're like, "Well, this movie came out, let's call it 17 years ago, but they've been making sequels until 15 years ago." Yeah. So let's reboot it. Sort of, and then not even give our new killer any of the real like rules or any of that nope. stuff. Like, like the the general idea of like, well, what if Jigsaw punished a crooked police force? Okay, but like, you're not going to explain why he did this or why this is. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it would almost make more sense if it was a complete reboot. Mm-hmm. If this was just what he's doing. 
Yeah, you no, know what I mean. Smacks of a soft reboot. Yeah, it's it's just, but and it's like by why? not explaining anything, they give themselves all the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. And, you know, for, if, for if, a if he had said like and they're not, not going to do one though. No, if, he, if he was like, I studied the Jigsaw Killer. He gave these people a chance, you know, to choose life, and you guys have chosen so much death and blah blah blah. Um, sure. Or yeah, it's a thin premise, but at least it's something. Was his nephew? Yeah, who and died when my in a motorcycle best accident. Died. Yeah. yeah. He, his my best friend's uncle stepped in and really helped me out, and he showed me how to get revenge on the people that were responsible for <laughs> the motorcycle murder. Death. And so I got sucked into it, and it turns out I'm the I'm the pseudo nephew <laughs> of the re original. Sorry to freak your mind yeah. open. <laughs> I will say this to our fun bears who are considering a life of revenge. <laughs> After watch, watching this on us, watch, watch, watch the Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work, and just go for that kind of revenge. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I think I don't know. I I, I was very confused by this movie, um, and it makes me feel like you know Lionsgate or whatever, whoever owns the rights to this, which has got to be like Lionsgate, Twisted Pictures, which is probably a subsidiary of Lionsgate or something. I guess they think people are just going to come if it says saw in the title and people are put into traps. And to me, that's like the antithesis. And you of, have a lead actor that's like, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess Throwing true. Chris Rock in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, like yeah. for Jigsaw and even, you know, that sure, last one. Sure. I, I think uh, it's, it's weird because Spiral was our first movie back in theaters after lockdown. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what a waste. Yeah. We walked out of there confused. I mean, it was it was fine seeing the movie, and it's weird too because I've actually had arguments with someone about how they were like, "You can't take just the end of the movie and say that the ending matters more than the rest of the movie. Like the ride should matter just as much." And I'm like, "Yeah, but the ride feels cheapened if the ending completely sure. blows it, yeah. especially if part of the ride is based on mystery, right, or based on a, a believed and trusted conclusion at some point to what the ride is." Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. will also say when when the SWAT team bursts in and it looks like Samuel L. Jackson, like he's a marionette raising a gun at them, they shoot him a lot. Oh, it's crazy! Like. A lot, and, and to me, that's uh, it's, it's commentary on the state of modern policing more than anything else. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, I think. Yeah. Like in other words, just like the the insurance. You heard it one, here first. Chuck said that the state of modern policing is, is fine. fine. No, no, I think it's fine to make that part of your message. Yes, of yeah. course, I agree. No, the, like the insurance thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also like, oh, yeah. in terms of coming up with a concept for a Saw movie. Sure. What if he targets people at an insurance company because they've turned down so many people? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. What if he turns on crooked cops? That's great. And that's why the Saw franchise isn't going to make it because it's been infected by the woke mind virus. <laughs> hey, you know what? Too many. Jigsaw's a leftist, and he's and he's been infected by the woke mind virus, and he, he's going to be worried about what your pronouns are instead of worrying about how to feed your family. <laughs> Too many. McNugget toys <laughs> in Jigsaw's past. Too many McNugget toys, not enough Christian values. Yes. It's, it is. Here, here's my final thoughts. Chuck's final thoughts. Staten of the Union. Ready? Ugh. <laughs> I was with you till Staten of the Union. Yeah, that turned my stomach more than more than the syringe trap did. I just, I do look at all the horror franchises, and it's like we're in this machine of. Your movie was made for this much. It made this much. Therefore, you have to make more. Yeah. And we always, you know, we're circling this drain of like, how do you do that in a good way? Every franchise has failed. Doesn't it feel like that? (sighs) 
to a degree. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what do you do? Yeah. I think there's I think there are levels of genuine attempt. Agreed. Yeah. And I think you can get a sense of that. I agree. Outside of everything else. Uh for instance, uh Nightmare on Elm Street three. Dream I, Walker? I think three. I think it's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that is very much a coded film. Mm-hmm. It's gay coded. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Uh, it might be two, but it might be three. Is it two? It, I, th- I thought it was two because that's the one where the kiss kills him, I think, but maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Either way, maybe yeah. it's two. I, I, I honestly it's don't one of the two. It's probably two. It's, it's either two or three. Yeah. But the uh, the sequel where the, the last girl is a boy mm-hmm. uh, being terrorized by Freddy yeah. and the whole movie is very queer coded mm-hmm. um, and you know being in the closet and like letting the real you out and things like that right yeah yeah that movie is like on its surface if you remove the actual stuff behind it it's not great yeah mm-hmm. because of the Freddy stuff the way it works like he shows up at a pool party at yes, one point right where I you're know. like no 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 no, no. that's not how Freddy works yeah, yeah. Freddy don't just show up yeah no one no one's sleeping somebody's gotta fall asleep yeah okay <laughs> yeah these yeah. are the rules very clear <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta go snooze then you're dead okay <laughs> you gotta go snooze uh, then you're all right, all right honey <laughs> you gotta go snooze anybody need a final destination I don't know I'm losing my mind yep. I'm, I'm at the full-on Punch drunk. By the way, I uh, I went around and I found some horror movies. Brad found all of the uh, saw all, movies, all the saw movies, yeah. uh, and then I was so happy. And I and last year I I hid this somewhere in on the set, Ooh. and this year it was hidden again. Idle hands. There you go. I just watched that. Uh, it's great. Oh, it's yeah. like it so beautifully nineties. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right. Yeah. Did it come out in the nineties? I would say two thousand one at the latest, but probably ninety nine. Where would where would it say that? I think nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's right. It makes sense. Boom. We were. You know what? That movie that doesn't come out after nine eleven. Yeah, I agree. I swear. I agree. I, with you. That's it's a weird statement. Post nine eleven, Idle Hands doesn't come out. Yeah, that's true. I believe that. Yeah. All right. Pre nine eleven, people are like, "Woo, what's up? Yeah, fucking, let's do like a weird killer thing in the high school. It'll be yep. fun." You know, what Idle Hands is a perfect example of. What we always talk about with the mid-budget disappearing thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's just a fun idea. And yeah. they're like, we have a little bit of money for a movie like this. Go make your movie. Let's have fun. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, so... Uh, Freddy 2. Yeah, Freddy 2. It is a bad Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, but it's very interesting with that kind of stuff in mind. Yeah. There was a genuine attempt to make this thing. Right. And you can feel that in the movie. Even though you're watching this going, this is very not Freddy. Right. Yeah. But like you're in and enjoying it because you can feel a genuine attempt there. Right? I agree. That's why I would forgive a lot of movies that are not great, but they fucking took a swing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take your swing. Have a mishmash. Uh, I just watched this movie with, uh, with my wife, Kalina. Um, Babylon. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah, I want to watch it. Uh, it's mixed. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I was talking to a friend of the podcast, fan of the podcast, one of my best friends, Lee Leshin, yep. producing partner. Uh, he saw he hated it. And he was like, I didn't like it. Right. Uh, you know, maybe I got to give it another chance, whatever. Mm. Uh, the first half hour of that movie, I hated it. Yeah. Because it was poorly made. Not poorly made. The edit was rough, and I get what they were going for. They had to establish a lot of different characters. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're about to go on, like, a three-hour fucking ride with them. Yeah. Uh, 
And I, in that first half hour, I was like, I don't like this movie. I don't think this is going to be good. Yeah. I think the people that said it wasn't good are right. Uh, there's like bad editing yeah. in this. Then the rest of the movie happens, and and over time, I was like, all right, I like I like where this is. Oh, I like that scene. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And by the end of the movie, I was like, I loved this movie. Nice. This movie was great. I will take thinking it sucks for a half hour to get a three hour great movie. Okay. Me too. Because th- there's a couple of scenes here and there. I'm like, that doesn't work. But you took your swing. Right. And a real genuine attempt at making this thing came out. Yeah. And I think that's where we often get in a, in a place with these movies when we talk about like franchise f- uh, flashback kinds of things. Yeah. When you have a franchise. I know. It's very difficult to keep things in a genuine attempt right. place versus a hollow commercial pursuit. Can I, can I tell you also what it goes along with that, I think? Mm. The initial attempt for Saw, Halloween, Paranormal Activity, Friday the 13th, all these different movies yeah. that were respected, those initial ones had such a low budget that there were no stakes and no studios and no people going, we can't have something like this, we can't have this, you gotta do this, you gotta include this. Yeah, they had yeah. none of that interference and it's way more artists making a thing. Yeah. Without any, like, this is like this is my vision. Whether people like it or not, Blair Witch is another one. Yep. Yeah. And they make their project because so low budget and so minimally, and because of that, there's no interference. But yep. then when it becomes a franchise, there's so many people saying, "Well, this was in the last one, so you got to find a way to include that." Yeah. Yep. And also, we don't want to go in this, this is direction. What people want. This is what people. This is what they expect. And, and this other movie came out since then. Yeah. So can we go towards this? One of the Friday Thirteenth right, yeah. movies. Contains a, a Carrie ripoff, yep. and it's Jason versus Carrie. Oh, that's right. Yes, just yep. just yeah. because Carrie had come out. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, I think, is also what hurts movies a lot. I agreed. Yeah. Like if, if you were like, oh yeah, James Wan and Lee Wanell, they can have complete creative control over the Saw series, and they're going to stay in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Which also, obviously, they probably want to do because they want to grow. Yeah. I bet that the stories would be a lot better. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? That, that's absolutely. Uh, like just a fact of, of, of the film, film industry. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's tough because I think often what we have is studios learning the wrong lessons. lessons. Yes. Uh, we talked about this with Barbie, yeah. the, the Barbie movie. Yep. Right. And I, I said this on, on the phone or or maybe it was before we were reco- recording or something. But like the, the takeaway of like, wow, this Barbie movie was given to, this IP was given to yeah. two filmmakers uh, that are like thoughtful filmmakers, right. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, yep. and they wrote the, and directed this movie, um, and it's a absolute smash hit. Maybe we should give these IPs to other thoughtful, uh, you know, filmmakers that don't really do these kinds of movies. Right. Right. Uh, that's the lesson to take from it. Yeah. Right. But instead. What they're learning is, oh, they want more big IP movies that are like games and products and toys and things. Great, we'll do more of those. Yes, that's Saw. that's why we're gonna do the Operation movie. It's about <laughs> a team, a team of child surgeons. <laughs> team of yeah. child surgeons. It's bad. Brad, 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 you... are you okay? Ah, water in the knee. <laughs> you know what I recommend? <laughs> Surgery. <Operation. laughs> it's tough to. Uh, I know. They... <laughs> I, I know I uh, uh, really, really pushed hard to get a change to Sloperation. Yes. <laughs> and they said no. Yeah. They said no. Yeah. Uh, they said Sloperation was the name of one of those sexploitation films. 
<laughs> and we said, oh, are you guys going to make us go 3D? Because, you know, for a little while there was a new, you know, push towards 3D yep. with like the real real D 3D stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, we actually want you to go one less. <laughs> we want you to go <laughs> one D. Yeah. And we were like, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. And right. they explained to us that mm-hmm. we will write the movie as a trio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when that's over, the three of us get a, I, and this is how they described it, quadrant of the country. <laughs> and I explained quadrant says to me four. Yeah. There's right. three of us. Uh, yeah. uh, and they said, well, we have someone. And uh, we have to go to the different theaters and we're just going to read the script yep. to the people in the theater. I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's either, Why are we doing that? Yeah, it's it's either that or all our tongues are gonna be ripped out by vices. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think there's a. There, it, it's really tough. I think the uh, the lesson to be learned from a saw is maybe give first time filmmakers a shot. That's what I think. Maybe give more one million dollar movies a shot because something can really surprise you right. and people can have new, fresh fucking ideas and executions for them. And instead, it's this hit, we don't know why. Who gives a shit? Strip mine it. Yeah. Strip <laughs> that's mine exactly it right. as much as possible. Make that corpse dance. And from the and that's what happened with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a metaphor Marionette. for the film. Now yeah. I like it. Now well, I if like you think it. about it, Spiral is actually a metaphor for Samuel L. Jackson's experience making Pulp Fiction. Mm. He felt like he was going in to give an authentic black voice to the film. Mm-hmm. And what he ultimately felt was he was just a puppet for Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Well, um, I agree with that. <laughs> That's the face. Chuck just crossed his eyes. That's the face he makes when he jays his peas. I, uh, I, I, I saw one through seven worth... Worth it. I worth yeah. my time. Really? Like, yeah. Not uh, All at once? you know, not not super well acted. I mean, I watched them over the course of literally a week. Uh, Jigsaw, Spiral, Spiral, Spiral is like a, if it's it. Do you know what Spiral feels like? A movie to put on in your hotel in the background while you're getting ready for something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it's fine for that. Yeah. I think. But to be, if you're like, I love movies. Getting ready to be Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny as an audience member. Uh. It's funny, you just got to yeah. hope that they give the next chapter of whatever famous thing there is to a person that's trustworthy. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of times where it's worked, where, where the, the, uh, you know, uh, a sequel has surprised you and sure. it's good. And it's just, you know, you hope against the, the ratio that exists. Yeah. You yep, know yeah. what I mean? So Saw X coming out, well, it came out September 29th. Sauce. This came out this past weekend. So if now you're all caught up and you can go see Saw X without being... Lost, maybe you know, jigsaw. Yeah, all this very easy, clearly, yes. <laughs> we have clearly pictures. laid out, and easy to follow thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I, I did want to say, so Saw X takes place mm. immediately after Saw One. <laughs> oh, thank God! I think because you know, after watching all of them or hearing them be told to me, there was about a thirty-seven second period of time between Saw One and Two that hasn't been clearly yep. like laid out of what happened and i think there's gonna i think it'll surprise you i think billy I is think the that, secret hero can i tell you one thing that is interesting <laughs> and kind of fun about the it? the end of the movie the end of the movie the doll yep is the only one left and he, takes goes, its, he goes i am a person no no <laughs> he ta- no that's what i was gonna do he takes the hands off of the and then the music's kicking in da, 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 takes the hands da, da, off and then pulls a mask off mm-hmm. and it's a little boy yeah 
And he goes, you just got sawed and walks out. <laughs> Game over. And then slams Game over. <laughs> Game over. And slams it. And it's a toddler. Yeah. So I, I will say... <laughs> One thing, in terms of optimism, one thing that is cool, it's like, you know how there's uh, some of these series like Halloween that'll be like, okay, we're ignoring everything after Halloween 2. We're ignoring yeah. it, which is very confusing for an audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, what Saw X is doing is kind of avoiding saying we're going to make a direct sequel to Saw, the rest of it is retconned, yeah. by just saying it happens beforehand. And I'm like, I do kind of prefer that. I'd rather say it happened here in the timeline yeah. than forget seven of the movies you've seen. I, I will say, though, you know, if this is happening right after one, Amanda may not be a full-fledged apprentice yet, but as far as we know, Hoffman is and Logan is. This is, well, yeah. it could be right beforehand. We don't know. What a, what a cavalcade yeah. of bullshit. <laughs> what a cavalcade oh, of this, 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 Honestly, this should have been called Retcon the Series because we, yeah, every yeah. other movie was like, ah. He wasn't alone. If we had money, he really wasn't alone. I would love to close this with the Jigsaw Bunch, and it's the Brady Bunch thing, but with Tobin Bell and yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Jigsaws. Yeah. Oh man, that would I be just, really good. Be fun. I just pictured an old school station wagon going down the road, and it's Jigsaw driving, <laughs> and all the apprentices, and they're all just like da 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 da, da right? Or maybe it's like Adam Sandler and they're doing like jigsaw rules, yeah. jigsaw rules, because they're just—it's like a comedy of yeah. these. Just there's all, all these apprentices, <laughs> and you know they all hate each other. Oh yeah. Oh god, they all hate each other. <laughs> well, Hoffman and Amanda do. That's for what, sure. And Jigsaw, I mean, and Jill Jigsaw and Hoffman do. If you think about it, what's going on behind the scenes could be a reality show called The Apprentice, <laughs> a bunch of laughable fucking morons <laughs> all pursuing the approval of one monster. <laughs> well, folks, we, uh, <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or concerns, or otherwise, send us an email. Brad from told you Pod. beforehand you're not going to badmouth Trumpy. He said that. He both of us. He showed me his tattoo. <laughs> he said, if you There's guys badmouth my leader again, our president. Red State Brad. He has a, he has, <laughs> he has a tattoo on his ass that says, vote Trump. And this is the crazy part. There's no O in vote. <laughs> but it's V on one cheek and T-E on the other. V asterisk and then T-E. No, and then he pulls them apart. Yeah. And then it says vote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for sticking around hold on, for hold on. Wait, part that's not of, like an of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's hold on. Town. Franchise flashback for the Saw films. Ray, thank you for putting up with it. Thank you to Best Video. Uh, uh, a hugely hosting. wonderful and sincere thank you to Best Video. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm 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 saddened that we're done with this, mainly because it was a long time and a lot of effort to get through it. And then when you're done, well, you don't have the satisfaction of like, huh? Look what we made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insta- it, it's, instead, yeah. we have 45 minutes of cleanup and a two-hour drive home. Right. And yep. and I love this place. Yep. And yeah. I would love to do this. We should do this, but with, like, great movies. <laughs> <laughs> then there's nothing to be funny about. I know. I'm goofing It's around. like, we love Home Alone. Yeah. I do, I do have... Uh, Two more franchise. Well, the original jigsaw. That <laughs> <laughs> was a thing I hate for a while. Yeah. Um, I do have some more ideas for franchise flashback. Yep. Including, I'm not going to say it because the fun bears will scream for it. Critters. Crit- I would. N- I've never seen any critters, and I've yeah. never seen any. What are those squeaky guys under the ground that hate Kevin Bacon? Tremors. Tremors. They don't squeak. 
What do you mean? What kind of sounds oh. do they make? What are they can we can, do the meatballs movies? Meatballs. <laughs> the, the porkies movies. <laughs> what do the drummers say? What do they make? They what don't they, 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 they make anything. At best, they respond like, to vibrations. Ah, yeah. When they're up in the air, like a T-Rex. No squeaks? No squeaks. Squeak free, my friend. <laughs> Squeak free. Yep. Right. Uh, I would like to throw this out there genuinely, as if we don't, as if we need another thing to occupy our time. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> given how much we talk about film and movies, film, good and bad, mm. there are blank spots for all of us, right? Yeah. Right. For instance, critters. I brought it up. Ain't never seen no critter. I've you never, never saw one. I've never crittered. Or you never did, or I never did. You never did, I never did, and he never did. Nope. Wow. None of us never did no critters. Yep. That's Uh, a franchise flashback. There's like two, maybe three. No, there's like four. Wait, is critters Chud? Chud's not critters. Nope. Nope. Chud is Chud. Is Gangs of New York a critters film? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it said Gangs of New York, a critters film. All these spiral book of saws could be so confused. (laughs) Gangs of New York from the book of critters. From the book of critters. That's great. Uh, but no, I want to throw this out there. Like, Sorry, I'm curious. R- can I do one more? Yeah. JFK from the Book of Critters. <laughs> uh, what's that over there? <laughs> so, so dumb. Back and to the left. Ah, critter. <laughs> There's a critter back and to the left. <laughs> so, so this biting me. Do they bite? I'm so yeah, tired. They, <laughs> they, they look like they bite. You can't handle the critters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have a genuine thing. Go ahead. I I uh, I hesitate to even say it on the microphones and cameras. Okay. I stop myself from saying something because I know that the fun bears will flip, and then yeah, I'll have I was to do I, say. I, I know what Chuck was going to say. Like uh, you know, releasing here and there, like audio commentary, like a watch along. I'd love yeah. to, like something that we've never seen. Yep, all three of us, and we all three watch it. Ideally, bad things because if yeah. it's bad things or oh. schlocky, so critters is out. <laughs> schlocky, you know, schlocky things. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be really fun, and all we would have to do is this: we just talk. Yep. And the movie plays, and then if you want to watch that, great. Or not, yep. not watch it. Uh, it would have to be audio only. Yeah. If you want to listen to us in the commentary, like, mm-hmm. watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Press play. I think we we uh, Chuck and Brad did it for. I think Die Hard and Home Alone at different points. Yeah. yeah the see, the Die think... Hard one was we're proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's a Christmas movie. Okay, yeah. See, that's fun. Yeah, I, don't know, I think that would be a good time. I would do uh, it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about the mechanics audio, of it. Audio off. only. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I yeah. think that's totally... Right. Yeah, we'll talk about it off air, but I, I, yeah. I would love to do we'll that. We'll go on our Patreon, and then you can vote for the next one. People you are going to think we They're actually have five a Patreon. Options. <laughs> I know. Critters. Tremors. Trem crits. Critters, Kremers, crit, crit, crit Chuds, <laughs> and JFK. Oh, JFK. Hold on. A Saw rewatch. <laughs> uh-uh. no, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, but no, I think that would be fun. It would that be would fun. be a fun thing. We could pick like things that we, uh, we've we talked about or maybe not talked about. Maybe something that's like appropriate for the time. Like a leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day? Sure. <laughs> Put me in a Saw oh, trap. yeah. He hates Irish people. <laughs> Like they just—you should hear some of the words well, he before, used. Before, before it said vote Trump, it said vote against the Irish. It was a really yeah, weird yeah. statue. I got it yeah. fixed, <laughs> folks. I'm I'm trying to end it. He calls them those O frigs over there. I'm really trying to end it. 
uh, for Ray Harrington and Chuck Staten and all the jigsaw apprentices in the world. Uh, I'm Brad Rohr saying thank you so much, and we're sorry for being fun bearable. And one last plug really quickly. Yes. Genuine for best video. Yeah. If you are in Connecticut or if you're uh, looking to make a sojourn to one of the last fucking like real video stores out there, that's also a great place to like, you can come hang out, you know, get a coffee. coffee It's a coffee shop as well. Yeah. And also it's right near New Haven, which is like one of the pizza capitals of the US. Yeah. And there's a million awesome pizza places here. So if you're ever coming by, make make time to stop. It's great. Yeah. Uh, There is a weird guy yeah. The, well, I, is, wait, is, is it a guy? Because he's, he's really small. Sh- he's got a mask oh, on. Oh, yeah, he's just short. <laughs> you know, the one that's oh, riding the little bike. Yeah. 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 That's good. What's this hold little on. tape? He's, wait, hold on. he's got a little tape in his hand. Oh, you, you, yeah, let him in. Let him yeah, in. Let me, uh, All right. I'll go press play. It was a jigsaw. Game over.